0: You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Uh, I'm Tony Fleece. I draw my little pony.
1: Niesman, go ahead and go to sleep.
2: It's pretty awesome. So, Wood, I want to start seeing some badass photos posted from you. You Look for the wife, dude. I'm not using the camera. Well, I I still...
1: Have to share. You have to say, "Go You know what? You took great one of, uh, of my son getting his first wrestling pin of the year. Nice. I've heard that. What's that? He's wrestling. It's a, I, did I tell you that this is his second season of wrestling? Jackson's oh.
3: wrestling.
1: Yeah. I, that was my kid. I know it was. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. My yeah, well, he loves to he's, he's a real smart kid. So wrestling, Jackson. That's something uh, I'm proud sure of. He goes up against people's sons. I was actually the to the, uh, at the Eagles game. Uh, so so. well, sorry, Both accounts for that. You know, um, yeah, thanks. I mean, it was great, though. I mean, it was actually kind of, it was, um, when we first started going to the Eagles games right after college, we had a, a crew of, of peeps, many of which went to high school with some of my. Uh, like three of my best friends from college, I went to the same high school. And uh, a lot of those guys all had Eagles. A lot of their friends from high school also had Eagles tickets. So like we had this little crew that was like hardcore that would go to the games. And, you know, we were young in our early 20s and no family. So we would go at like 8 in the morning, tailgate Be- all day. We'd have Beirut like beer pong tournaments every week. It was just this whole thing. And and then progressively, as you can imagine, as we've gotten older and we've all been, you know, now we're all married. We all have kids. You know, those, those the craziness has has, uh, has ebbed considerably. But... Um, you know, last last uh, this weekend was every one of the original the crew the D T I crew oh, nice. was uh, was was all there just uh, as it happened and like a couple of the guys don't even live like one guy lives in Pittsburgh one guy lives in West Coast so we we're all there so it was kind of a it was just a it was a fun day and yeah we it sucked that we lost that way last second but uh, but yeah. you know great well, so season it's,
2: it's why it's why I don't give you too much shit about it because honestly Eagles fans and Bears fans we're kind of of the same cut kind of from the same cloth we're we're both both franchises that. The fan bases deserve more than the team has given us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean,
1: yeah, um, yeah I agree. And, and I know that the Eagles fans have, I mean, they're often, it's like, uh, I, I have all these things going I mean, I live in New Jersey, so I get that brunt. And then I'm an Eagles fan, so I get that brunt. But in all seriousness, I mean, while there certainly have been some incidents, I mean, in general, as you noted, I mean, most of the 80,000 people that go to the game are just hardcore fans that are just, you know, looking for our yep. team's first ever Super Bowl, which is hard to believe considering how many good seasons we've had. So, yeah. yeah it exactly. uh it was, but, fun, you know, it was a fun. a weekend, but you well, know I... the, the
2: the most important thing happened this weekend, and yeah. and that was that was the Packers losing in one of the most painful ways that I you know I, I could hope for. So that made the weekend so much better.
1: Well, and it, just to make sure Vince completely loses his mind at the beginning of the show, yeah. uh, I have to ponderous. I have <laughs> to say that uh, before we get going onto the comic talk, I have to say a humongous. Humongous congratulations to Frank Thomas, who was inducted mm. into the Baseball Hall of Fame today. As uh, as as those of you who are my friends and also sports guys know, Frank Thomas is without question, w- without any hesitation, my favorite baseball player of all time. He's pretty much one of the main reasons, other than Carlton Fisk, I'm a huge White Sox fan. So I'm absolutely giddy sure. that he got in on his first uh, first attempt. It's it's just fantastic. So yeah, not not the
2: first player. Well of the the first group of the steroid era. I would say that Ricky Henderson was still a steroid era player that got in, but certainly the first power hitter to get in yeah. in the in the steroid
1: era. It's actually and, ironic that you bring that up because I was you know, so many guys that are of this era aren't getting votes and I, I uh I wasn't I, I didn't think Frank would would, would would not get in, you know, because of it, but I thought it would take a few years because of it, even though he was never yep. linked to it. But uh I think what's actually ironically what's worked for him is that he was always so humongous like even you know he played tight end in auburn and he was i, I think i think what he found so i think
2: well he was always big but frank was one of the first players that was really outspoken about about testing about weeding yeah. out ped abuse in major league baseball and i think a lot of it is that he knew that giambi screwed him out of an mvp yeah and i and i think and i think that always stuck with you know he was doing it clean and he was seeing other guys that were basically cheating and uh probably to a man he'd probably say cost any money so yeah 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 so, yeah. so good right, for back to good, comics. Good, good, good.
4: thanks for the indulgences vince hey everybody it's 11 o'clock comics and i'm valentine michael smith oh no i'm not did you, did you get that one you're not, but that's great that you did my shtick. Stranger in a strange land. Yeah. I am Vince B. I'm Greg Maddox. <gasps> this is so strange. Hall of
2: Famer, Greg Maddox. No it, of course not. No, I'm 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 Christopher Niesman.
4: Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Where he the where the was, hell did Tom Glavin? He, where the hell did he go? What's going on? <laughs>
2: he's going. He's getting his baseball reference guide so he can keep up with the. Conversation. I see him here.
4: Nah, yeah, he's. I don't know. And and I'm David Price. Woohoo! Yeah.
1: Seriously, David is here theoretically, and of course I am Peter Sellers back from the dead.
4: Ah, uh, you're not. I like Peter Sellers, though. So I wish you were him just for a little while so I could say, "Hey, what's up, Pete?" But you're not. You're Jason Wood, everybody. Yeah. One what of Peter my films? favorite, one of my favorite comedic
1: actors of all time, for the record. Of course. A seller, so sweet. Yeah. I can tell this week. I when I first met my wife, um, one of the things I until this day make fun of her is just how she hasn't ever seen like any classic film, like ever, like any of them. So oh, for yeah. a while, when we were first dating, doing that whole like, oh, you know, we're gonna, you know, oh, Schmoopy, we're gonna improve each other so much, you know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get you to watch all these classic films, and that lasted like. Not even a year, you know. And she was like, "I'm out." But, uh, but one of the few series of classic films that I got her to watch and have her enjoyed were the Pink Panther movies. Ah, oh, that's and nice. You were, I thought you were gonna say Doctor Strangelove. Well, and 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 speaking of Peter, uh, uh, Peter, uh, speaking of Pink Panther movies, I always thought Steve Martin was a pretty funny dude. But that Pink Panther, him taking no, it out,
4: no, no, don't shit on like it. Oh, yeah, damn, no. I love that movie.
1: Wait, you liked you liked The First the, Pink Panther. Yeah. No, 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 the Steve Martin the Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Oh, it's, I thought it, I
4: think it's funny.
1: Oh, no, I, I just think it's
4: When he cries yeah. trying to pronounce hamburger, that's just
1: funny. It's like I like bacon and and I like No, that's a bad. Bacon goes good with everything. Um, I like comics and I like peanut butter, but I don't like peanut butter smeared in my
4: comics. Oh boy. So uh the, the, the even, awesome, even the segway has gone. And you you don't have don't to Don't be <laughs> a jerk. Yeah, He's don't be don't a jerk and be. go to DCBS. <laughs> DCBService.com. dot com. It saved you. Yes. What was the dog's name? <laughs> the what? The dog's name in the jerk. Oh
2: God. Dude, what, it I was an know. asshole, was it? It's been it's been years and years. I know what radio station he was listening to whenever he whenever he, he learned he wanted to dance. What was that? He was
4: listening to KMOX. Ah. Oh. You don't have to be a jerk to get deep discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles. All you gotta do is go to dcbservice.com. Yeah, that's right. dcbservice.com where you can get huge discounts on your favorite stuff such as from Oni Press. It's written by Rick Spears, cover uh, cover art and art by James Callahan. This is a thing called the auteur. Listen to this. Fresh off the biggest bomb in Hollywood history, disgraced and desperate producer Nathan T. Rex enters a downward spiral of drugs and depravity in a quest to resurrect his career and save his soul. It says here that you w- will welcome the most deranged, notorious, and hilarious comic of 2014. Because they apologize for it in advance. Wow. I'm intrigued. And for a dollar ninety nine, it's not gonna cost you a whole lot of money. Check out this thing. It's the auteur number one from Oni. From uh Fanagraphics, Pete Bag is back with the first new buddy story in what? Years. Uh it's called Buddy Buys a Dump. It collects the uh, Buddy Bradley stuff from the Hate Annuals, along with twenty pages of new stuff. Cover price nineteen ninety nine. Jason, what are they going to pay?
1: Uh, fifteen dollar.
4: No, half off nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh, I you said
1: twenty nine ninety nine. No,
4: no, no, no. Oh, and half off pants. Half off boys' pants. And from Image, I've been waiting for this one because I heard a lot of good things about this. Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips. It's called Fatal. It's the deluxe edition hardcover, volume one, collects uh, Fatal one to ten. Oh, that's going to be a pretty thick ass book. Yeah,
2: that's. Are they doing with the the criminal style for the deluxe? I don't
4: know, but it's forty bucks, and wait, it's only going to cost you twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. City off. Yep, 50% off. And I don't think Sean Phillips gets nearly enough that is credit. A,
2: that is a Don. Hat. Wow. wow and he,
4: what is going on? And right? he's got. I don't That's think. I don't think Sean well, there is. Phillips gets nearly enough credit. I mean, yes, he has his, his, uh, the, those that praise him, but the, it should be almost unanimous. The dude is just fantastic in everything he does.
1: Yeah, I don't doubt that. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And he
4: he makes the most mundane scenes uh very interesting and exciting to uh experience. He's That's made, tough it, to do. He's
2: made he's made some of my favorite comics over the last decade.
4: Somebody talking in an alleyway and it goes on for like two, three pages. It's exciting when Phillips draws it. Somebody right. if the dudes were working for like say dynamite, it would be the most boring shit ever. But no, Phillips makes it interesting. That's, That's hard Phillips. to do.
1: Here, you know what? This is an interesting topic.
4: I, I don't want to mess yeah, up. Yeah,
1: wh- what's your favorite Sean Phillips comic? Oh, well, that's, a, that's an angle. I was actually going to say what – I think Phillips and other guys that come to mind like a Charlie Adlard are – Gabe Hardman. Um, well, no, no. Dude, you haven't even heard – no. Go ahead. I I <laughs> no. Phillips and, and Adlard and my question is these are guys that I think are at this point in their careers – to your point Vince criminally underappreciated mainly ironically because they are now so specifically known for one particular book and so people have just mm-hmm. kind of gotten numb to their greatness they're like oh yeah that's them doing their thing and it's great but they're so it's not new and so every year the you know the the year end awards roll along and everything and their names just don't pop up because right. people are just used to it so my question was going to be Sean Phillips, Charlie Adlard, who else do you think fits that category that's just actually been on something so consistently that we almost don't give them their due?
4: Right. But that's, a, a lot of the reason for that is, that's just our culture. You know what I mean? If you're not wearing yeah. a meat dress and and parade, <laughs> you know what I mean? In front of people like, and just then...
2: Don't besmirch the Gaga.
4: Uh, but it's it's...
2: You'd, if you're good at what it, you do,
4: you know, it. you know. If you're, if you, I should, I yeah, I would. If if you're good at what you do and you're consistent and and you you do the same thing every time, but it's consistently awesome, people forget about you just because you're not shoving it down their face. And, and I don't, I don't know who else. Um, Raphael Albuquerque, Sergio Aroganes. he's been doing the same uh, thing yeah. for years and years and years forever. Sure. And and you know what I mean. And and he doesn't get his He's a master cartoonist, but he's mm-hmm. Sergio, so you expect. You get what you expect with Sergio, and he gives the people what they want, but he's been doing the same thing for decades. And that's not bad uh, when you're that I thought, good.
2: I thought, I, thought, um, I thought Rizzo was underrated because he was on Hunter Bullets mm-hmm. for I'll buy that. such yeah, that And not
1: enough people were just like, this dude is amazing. I think Pia Guerra on Y was, was the same thing. People, like if you got so used to her just being on that book, you just forgot about her.
4: Yeah, and you know who else? Mark Buckingham.
1: That, yeah, I'll, go, I'll go there. You know what? And, that might be the best one because I still will read I'm probably I I I'm I feel like nobody reads fables anymore I still do and um I still will read fables and no matter what I may think of an individual story arc I'm always aghast at how talented yeah. and and unique his style oh. is it's uh and you're that's great cuz no I can't even think of one time I've seen Buckingham's name come up in the last 2 years when it comes to like best of or right. awards yeah you're right that's yeah. a really good well, one.
2: Yeah, you know, now we're getting into the conversation of people who have done long runs on comics. It's Bagly. not that he's not—it's not that he's nope, underrated. Not that he's underrated, but I think certainly made a calcu- calculated risk to stay on a title for Scotty. a long time. Yep, and probably probably cost him some immediate gratification if he had gone and worked on like new avengers or something mm-hmm. like that but created a body of work and 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 I think ultimately made the the right decision but yeah. but Scotty Scott but Scotty could be you know if he had if he had done you know uh, like new avengers or x-men or or whatever I think his star would be much higher than it is now. Oh, my but, God. With, I don't... But, but, s- see, that's going to... But would burn out. But I, burn I out think Scotty's
4: raping the industry. Yeah, I was going to He's bending say, like, it over and, and, and getting it from behind. The baby covers? Yeah, the I fucking the free from. comic I, book I, day? I, I,
1: I know why you're saying what you're saying, but I actually wouldn't have included Scotty in this discussion simply for the reason that um, I don't think he's been underappreciated in the sense that he's yeah. won two Eisners, uh, yeah. been nominated for a third... Um, and, and like Vince said, even though Oz maybe has a specific audience outside of like the quote unquote mainstream market, uh, I mean, he has put out, I can't even, hey, Scott, you listen, how many covers have you done? Like I, yeah. it's gotta be at least 200 covers at this point, right? I mean, if he, not more,
2: he's, he's been able to say in, in, you know, not in the spotlight, but he hasn't completely walked out of the, you know, out of the limelight. Right. I know? got another they, one. But, Go ahead.
4: I think it's a perfect one too, Mike Norton. Mike, well, yeah, Mike is
1: disturbingly but underrated. On, on, but well, no, my question wasn't underrated per se. It was more guys that are uh, maybe even once just hailed for something, but because they've been on it for so long.
3: Right. Like well, Sean
1: Phillips has just done Brubaker comics, crime comics for what a decade now.
2: That's so why I'm like,
4: glad uh, Fatal's horror, right? It's It says it's a mix of yeah, Lovecraftian...
2: Uh, ish. it's kind of like horror noir, I think.
1: Oh. It, it's 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 odd. Um,
2: Good. Well, I mean, wait, but is that's... A-
1: the Occultist? Because I, I know you keep praising Seely and Norton on Revival, but I was getting my Regina pile in order, and uh, I have, what is it, the first three or four issues so far of The Occultist, which is also Seely Norton. Yeah, and,
4: I, I haven't read it because it's not collected yet, I don't think. Yeah. Is
1: that- I was buying the issues to support my boys, but...
4: Look at you yep yeah I I, it's tough to read anything that doesn't have a spine these days yeah
1: yeah uh, uh, and, and Yeah. A, you're right I, I've actually made a concerted effort the last t- 10 days to read uh, single issues because of that exact reason it's so much easier for me to grab trades or, or grab the digital copy and read it than I've, I've been letting the uh, single issues that I might pile up and I, I wanted to catch up on a few series before I get my final thoughts together for our 11 o'clock classicers votes and, uh, yeah
4: we'll, yeah so, yeah, 35 to 75% off at Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can, uh, if you're a first-time customer, you can enter the code into the slot, and David will tell you the code and get an extra 8% off. You're already massively discounted. Or, David, what's that beautiful code?
0: E-O-C-8. Oh, look at that.
4: E-O-C-8. Three letters and a number gets you an extra 8% off. They do not mind late orders. You can come in under the wire or way past the wire. They don't care. And they don't mind order additions either. Uh, you get your stuff all shipped to your house nice and safe and secure, and previews is going to cost you about a buck. <laughs> come on. It's a no-brainer. DCBService.com. Yes, longest commercial. That was a good one, though. We should do that all the time.
2: So, so what? What are you? What are your favorite Sean Phillips comics? What's your favorite Sean Phillips
1: comic? (sighs) Oh, I mean, Sleeper. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, that's why I fell in love with him. Yeah, me too. Well, that's, yeah, I, I you can't ever have, it's like your first, but for me, I think, it's, I still think it's, it's Criminal as the Innocence, cause that's my favorite arc of Criminal. Yeah. But, yeah, but great. I think Sleeper's ridiculously good. I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a, a badge on Phillips.
4: No, movie. that's the thing.
1: I, mean, it, I, I think, you know, Incognito is really good.
2: It is? It is. It really it is. is good. It absolutely yeah. is. And I, I come, well, David, what's yours?
0: <laughs> uh, Criminal. And I, I, commend, you, I, I, commend, I, I, I
2: commend I commend everyone for not seeing Marvel Zombies, even and, though I oh, like it. Definitely not, but
0: it's. Um, <laughs> but I liked I think it not, was oh, good. I, yeah, I, I, I did like it, but I it's yeah, it it was hard fun. for me. It's hard for me to not think of Phillips and Bruce Baker and Kirkman wrote Zombies, so it's it's mm-hmm. it's really I don't really consider that a Sean Phillips God. book, even though he drew the hell out of it. But I I say criminal, and that is with the, the caveat that I still have not read Sleeper. Wow. That. Yeah.
1: You, what? Uh-huh. Yeah. What the what?
2: <laughs> Say what the who? Uh huh. Um, yeah, no, so, okay, so your, your assignment for over the summer <laughs> is. No, seriously. You have to go get the Alan Moore uh, Wildcats.
4: Oh, it's good.
2: Have you read that?
4: Yeah, yeah, Travis Charray.
2: I wasn't looking at you. Yeah. No, it's David. David, have you read Alan Moore's Wildcats? Some of it. Re- is so you're familiar with the character of uh, Tao? I think so. Oh, go reread it. Re- read Alan Moore's Wildcats, then read um what's the what was the four issue miniseries that went into Sleeper? The one I um, get it was a real Chicago two thousand six.
4: It has it's the name of that that uh, um Point Blank, isn't it? Yes. Point, point. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, yeah. The Point Blank. Then read Sleeper. I read that on your recommendation. And then you have to read Sleeper, then. But but kind of read in that order, and it's it that's that everything you need, and it's it's you can you start with Alan Moore, and you end up with one of my favorite Brew comics. Of and all there's time.
1: boobies in it. Look at that. And then you have to tell us what you're drinking. Right. I'm David Price. What? Okay.
4: What's <laughs> the Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll,
1: get to, we'll get to
2: the drinks. Um, yeah. So okay, Jason, you you sound like you're. I am,
1: uh, yeah, I am drinking, um, which, uh, it warms my heart that David attempted to secure a bottle of this to, uh, try. Uh, I'm drinking some Clos de los Ciete, the Argentinian table wine that, uh, I've I've raved about over the last few months.
0: That's wonderful. And, and we did, were at, uh, the- I'm sorry, mm-hmm. we, we were at the, um, I, we, we stopped at the liquor store on the way home, and I, um, they didn't have that again, but I did pick up a bottle of, um, Besiege, which we brought over to the house at yes. for New York Comic Con, so I'm, yes, I'm, 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 I'll am I'm, be popping that open probably this weekend. Nice. nice.
2: Pop it, Did man. you have a chance to get into that Silver Cross at all? Have we had this conversation?
4: Who are you talking to? Wood. Oh. Uh,
1: no, we haven't had the conversation. Uh, okay. And, uh, no, I have not.
2: Okay. Let me know what you think of it. I will. It's
1: Marta. It is Marta's favorite whiskey. Yeah, you mentioned that. You know, I, yeah, I have to. Uh, I, yeah, you know me. I got to be in the whiskey mood. I, I'm not uh, as readily a a sit down and drink whiskey uh, as you and uh, and the tapster are. So, but uh, yes, I will. Uh, I will work it into my repertoire in the coming weeks for you, sir. All right.
2: Awesome. Uh, yes, wow, it's it. cold out.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: that's. I know. I have to get something tonight. Drink it neat. I wouldn't mix it with anything. It's not a mixing whiskey. You
1: know what? Maybe I'll. Uh, oh, I was going to say maybe I'll pour a glass for next week during episode 300. But I'll be away and. In Minneapolis, so uh, maybe for the eleven of the Oscars, I'll have it. Nice. There,
2: there you go, uh, Mister Mister B. How about you?
4: Um, Diet Coke with lime.
2: Rebel. Yeah, wow. love with it. Lime.
4: With the lime. With the lime. It's good.
2: So I was out. Uh, I was out for dinner with some. For actually, uh, when I was late last week, uh, getting here, we were out having some Ecuadorian food, and it was a BYO place, and a bunch of people brought. Brought beer with them, and we just kind of like you know, put beer on the table and kind of mix mix and match, and you know people were grabbing beers from you know that other people had brought. And one of the guys brought uh, a couple of Yinglings, and it made me think of you, Vince. Wow, ah, uh. I was like, oh, Yingling, I'm grabbing that. Um, so, David, how about you? Uh, well, it
0: is cold, and um, I had it was it was a crazy freaking night. Got home late and everything. I wolfed down dinner, and I had I had. I had, I had I had some wine with that, but I figured since Chris is back tonight, I will have, an. Just I am, last week. <laughs> well, yeah, but last week I was having, um, I had wine, so I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm having some um Journeyman Distillery, Yay. Featherbone Bourbon Whiskey, and
2: I'm having it neat. How do you like it? I do like it. I like it a lot. It's, it's it's weird it kind of it, it threw it threw me off cuz i went to the went to the distillery and um they they age their bourbon actually they age all of their their uh, uh brown liquor in really small uh barrels and they only age that for 14 months i think which i didn't think that you could do and legally call it bourbon but i guess you can uh cuz you have to you know legally I thought that bourbon had to be aged for two years in in a in a new charred oak barrel, but I guess because it's a small barrel, you can age it for a much shorter amount of time, and uh, and it comes out fine. But yeah, I I tasted it. I haven't had a lot of it, but uh, but it was pretty nice. So it is that's nice. um, uh journeyman distillery in Three Oaks, Michigan. A fantastic artisan uh, distiller.
0: Yeah. So, this is ninety yeah. proof. It is. It's it's really good. I was um. I finally finished off the, the, the bottle of Knob Creek that I had um, mm. m- mentioned for Vince. Um, and oh, the, uh, but this is, this is different than that. I'm really, I, I really can't have um, the Knob Creek neat. I, I need to throw a few ice cubes yeah. in there if I'm going to have it. That's um, hundred proof. But, right. It's, so, yeah. um, but this is, uh, it, it, it Feels real nice, especially since it's, uh, it's, it's been extremely cold the past couple of days. So, um,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, Knob is probably my favorite bourbon, uh, for Manhattans or old fashions because it's strong enough to stand up to the vermouth or the, right. you know, ver, whatever you put, uh, in your drink. It's, it's good for, you know, a, a good cocktail. So, because it's, on so, proof.
0: The journeyman is, is, um, it reminds me of, of the Buffalo Trace,
2: which I can have just neat. Nice, so, yeah. Outstanding. Uh, I'm having a Black IPA. It's from New Glarus. I was up black in Eau Claire. <laughs> black eyed peas. Uh, that is really kind of funny. Uh, it's a it's a uh, Blacktop, which is New Glarus's Black IPA or a um, Cascadia uh, uh, IPA. That, there's a lot of different names for them, but um, I think Black IPA is the the name that people have settled on finally. And uh yeah, it's it's uh it's really nice. Um you know, does great work. I was in Wisconsin curling this weekend, had to pick some up and uh, and that's what I grabbed. That and I'm having some Angels Envy uh bourbon which has been finished off. I have months.
0: been I've been looking for that ever since Mario yeah. told me about it and uh the place that uh, that I like to go to nearby hasn't had it, and I haven't been able to get up to Dutchess to see if they have it, so I'm on the lookout
2: for it. It's nice. You know, they say it's it's finished in import wine barrels, right? and I guess you get a little bit of that. Uh, it just tastes like a, a really nice, smooth, it's an 86 proof bourbon, so um, yeah, I, I guess there's a little, you know, if you look for it, some of the, the wine notes in it, but uh, uh, yeah, it's nice. Perfect to go with a nice, nice black silky smooth IPA.
4: Word. I got to thank you. A quick one.
3: Do you know? Uh, yeah,
4: this thing got this got lost in the shuffle uh, over the the uh, the goofy holiday season. Uh, I got it. I think a couple weeks ago, and it it found its way to the bottom of a stack of Christmas cards. Unfortunately, uh, it, it's from Mister Matt Burden Templar. Uh, he he sent me. I guess they are in the habit in uh, uh, the Judge Dread magazine. Of, of including, like, 64-page separate magazines along with the Judge Dredd magazine. And uh, what they've been doing is they've been reprinting arcs from 2000 AD, You know, rightly so. They have a rich history of, you know, characters and storylines, and, story and there are, I don't think I've ever read a bad issue of 2000 AD. Uh, and this is called Lobster Random, Tooth and Claw. It's written by Simon Spurrier. Drawn by Carl Critchlow, I read it. I mean, I'll talk about it next week. It was awesome. He's a a freelance uh, torturer for hire, who was genetically modified. He's got two big lobster claws on his sides. It's nuts. Uh, It's like a multi planet, multi dimension caper story, and it's it was great. So uh, I got to thank Matt Burden for sending this to me. You don't have to do that. It was awesome.
3: I I, uh, I love it. He's a good guy. Real. He is. He is, he, he you is. know, one of
2: my favorite people I've met through this and he is, crazy podcasting thing.
0: He absolutely, he, he's one of those dudes who, um, gives credit where it is due. I, it, not a day goes by where he's not posting something on Facebook that he's either reading or watching where he actually, True. uh, thanks the person who turned mm-hmm. him onto it. So I, I, I really do appreciate that. And I also have to thank, um, Mr. Faust. Who uh, He knows what he did, and all I will say is uh, thank you, Dave, for uh He's making me remember uh some issues of comic scene that I purchased way back in the day. stepping
4: out on me, that bastard. He
0: is, man. Well, you know, uh, it, it, it happens. You know, you get, I signed a
4: contract.
0: You get, you get used to, you know,
4: Well, that's use what happens a, when you sign a contract with a guy named, with the guy named Faust, right? It's
1: true. There you go. <laughs> Since we're <laughs> thanking I people, I would like to, as of five minutes ago, officially thank Vincent McMahon for making the WWE Network a reality. There we go.
4: Oh, boy. Do you have to subscribe well, uh, to that? Yeah. Ah, oh, that sucks. I want it free. No, oh, I,
2: forgot a, I forgot to thank you um, uh, for my Modoc mug.
4: Yeah, I love it, don't you? Yes. My wife, my wife saw. Why, she goes, "You're was really like, gonna, yeah." That? She said, "You're really gonna drink out of there." I said, "Damn right." It's Modoc. Okay. M- Why M- wouldn't you? And I then, had and then I it,
1: uh, on Saturday.
4: And I told her what Modoc stands for, and she just shook her head and walked away from me. Well, she did. Yeah. S- wow, Whatever. we had this, like,
2: the same exact reaction. <laughs> I know,
4: console. and I don't think I properly thanked you last week in the confusion with the the uh, trouble. Um, the well, new you
2: new... you had to open it up on the troubles. Yeah. Was it was it
4: good? I I have only read half of it. It's awesome. Yeah, but I didn't really say, "Oh, thank you for doing that, Chris," because I was oh, like no. befuddled. But so it thank was, you.
2: Awesome. I I knew that like whiskey would be lost on you. Yeah, that
4: thing's right up my ass. It is. Yeah, it, that's was, my like, it, it is.
2: Like, yeah. So whenever whenever I grabbed the the whiskey for the guys, which was months ago, um I was like, "What am I going to get Vince?" I'm like, "I got to get him something weird." And when I, I get saw that. that and i was like, "Oh, Vince will like
4: that." What do I so. get that pain in the ass bastard? That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what do what
2: you, you get? And that, that has everything, and doesn't like whiskey.
4: Give me a Quimby's gift certificate, so I have to fly out there and use it.
2: Well, yeah, okay, we I love Quimby's.
4: Quim Quimby's, Jesus, Quimby's. I love the Quimby.
2: They uh, actually sell travel at Quimby's. Um,
4: oh, yeah, it's yeah. a great place. But,
2: like earlier this year, fucking Gilbert Hernandez was there. I know. No one fucking told me, and I'm very upset.
4: I would sl- I would happy. be there like every. Other day, if I lived in Chicago, that would be like I would go home on my way to on my way home from work. I would stop at Quimby's like every day. I don't care if it was actually, near my house or not.
2: Yes and no. I I think that you would actually probably end up gravitating towards Chicago Comics because they have a lot of the weirdness that you have at Quimby's. A lot of the uh, a lot of the mini comics and 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 oddities oh, really? and a real big variety of stuff. But then they also you can buy. You know, Captain America
4: and, uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. Now, which you're one, actually, where it, it's is Roto Fugi close to which one?
2: Um, uh, both and neither. Uh, I would it's say that's probably, it's probably it's um it's probably like pretty equidistant. Right. I've well, never gone can... to that before. I keep saving it for whenever you're in town. Yeah,
4: I wouldn't if I were uh, you. I wouldn't go in. You would you wouldn't, why would? you would, you would, well, I, I would go in, uh, because I love it, but, uh, an, a person that's uninitiated into that world, you're gonna go in there and you're gonna see something you want, and then, let me stop there again, and then, you know what I mean? It becomes a habit. Ask Jason. Uh, the, those tchotchkes, yeah. especially like the urban stuff, right. it's, it's hard to, to, to just smoothly seg into it. You gotta get, you know, and it's expensive. It's not, that, that stuff is not cost, uh, conscious you'll be spending a lot of money in there but yeah so go yeah. there you go and just tell your wife yeah. that i bl- blame me bl- blame oh wow blame vince yeah that's a change <laughs> let's talk about some damn comics here let's get this thing moving what do you want to talk about some of us read some similar stuff this week
0: some of this us, is there.
4: yep you want to just get this over with because i think chris will like hearing about it yeah i think so but Oh yeah, this this it. was awesome. <laughs> uh well you know what? If I tell you who wrote it, it'll spoil it initially, so I'm just gonna give you the pitch.
1: Well be careful now. Don't don't be overstating who wrote it.
4: Right, but I'm still, the germ is there. The, the, the brilliance comes. Stephen Grant wrote it. Yeah, Stephen Grant wrote it. And yeah. he, and he's a wackadoodle too, but the, yes. the original idea came from a master. So let's just. Right,
1: uh, but that's different than saying he wrote
3: it.
4: Exactly. Right. right,
3: yeah. I, I know. seem to be
1: a little confused when we first
4: I, were talking I'm about this. I'm not Especially confused at since, all.
0: And I was telling him about some of the people who he, who were, some of the characters who were mentioned in the comic. And, and when I was talking, I was telling Vince, "Oh, it was neat of him to throw his ex in there." He's, "Oh, I missed that," but that's probably did, because I, you just realized that Grant was writing it.
4: Yeah, but when you say that that name, that trumps everything for me. Of course, of course. So there you go. All right, distant future, right? You got government has been privatized. The very first example of like this corporate-owned corporate uh, city business uh, is Detroit. Good old Detroit. Oh, and, yeah. and, and they have four days. Four measly days.
3: right? if this is going
4: on there now. They, they have four measly days to clear out uh, the uh, transients, the undesirables, and the uh, tenants from 12 square blocks of um, what they've uh, come to call urban squalor, known as Cadillac Heights. So they have this urban renewal project going on called Liberty Towers. There's people living there. They want them out because their Japanese partners in uh, Kanamitsu uh, they're going to get pissed because they're going to lose potentially millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars, twenty, hundreds of millions, millions of, of dollars, dollars yeah, of on this thing. Uh, and uh, the corporation in question, OCP Omni Consumer Products. That's right. And uh yes, this is the world of Alex Murphy, aka RoboCop. Oh, neat! And, and we know who wrote it. Last. We know, well, and, and
2: Chris Marshall wrote. as well. You know, if you are going to mention the oh, that's true. You know, sure. Yeah, point. Yeah. Point. yeah.
4: So, uh, the writer on this is Frank John. Miller, and the cleanup artist is Stephen Grant. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> This,
1: let's let, this, let's let's do Stephen credits. Even Grant took Frank Miller's long 25-year-old existing script for RoboCop 3. Nonetheless, it's brilliant.
4: He did. He did, but he just pushed ideas around and made the words a little prettier because uh, Frank okay. Frank writes with a sledgehammer, Stephen Grant maybe he has a quill pen. You know, he's a little bit more elegant than Miller and but he's just as crazy.
0: I think this made more sense because of Grant, but it may have also have gotten a little drawn
4: out. I was thankful for the length because I love. Well, I have no problem with the length. Yeah, I mean, I, we still have
0: what two issues to go?
4: I one, one more. The issue eight is a standalone, not written by Miller or oh, Grant. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. um, but it is.
0: It is a eight issue miniseries according to Boom.
4: It is. Isn't that weird? You do a seven issue story and then tack a, an issue on at the end that has
0: probably so it all makes sense at the end.
4: Story, so. But anyway, so um, story by Frank Miller. The germ, the original idea, is by the master Frank Miller. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, the sequential, the sequential adaptation is by Stephen Grant. Art is by Corkut Adskin. Is that how you spell it? They're saying who the hell knows Ats- Adskin. Ats- yeah, it's got an umlaut in it, so this guy is cooler than all of us put together. Right, except Co- Frank. This, come on, <laughs> Korkut- Fra-
0: Frank Miller must have brought this to Vince's house.
4: Odd Uh, color is did by. Did you say it was from Boom? I did not yet. Color is by Michael Garland. Uh, the covers, the awesome covers are the by. Covers the, are awesome. The great Declan Shalvey and, and Ms. Jordy Belair did the cover. Right. Color.
0: Yeah, Probably because of Frank's direction on the covers.
4: Right. right. And it's from Boom. <laughs> I, but I gotta say, it's. It was fantastic. I I I'm I'm a big fan of the movies. Uh especially the second one. And you know, it,
0: it's, it it's it's the movie on paper. It really especially the first movie. It is it is so zany. The dialogue is so fucking out there. It would not work as a for me it wouldn't work as a um if someone said, "Oh, read this. I think you'll like it." I don't know if I would, but knowing the setting, knowing that I I really love the first RoboCop movie, yeah, this is this this fits right in. I have no problem with 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 the presentation, with the writing, with the way people behave, with the just no, it's ridiculous. Saturated it, violence, it, yeah, it's, it's it's
4: appropriately ridiculous for the RoboCop universe, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And uh Chris, like like the the film, the comic is just like mm-hmm. plastered with um OCP propaganda like how they do the the commercials in the in the original nice. movie yeah and and there's there's a lot of um like acerbic uh jabs at consumerism how how people just buy shit they don't need it's 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 oh, yeah it, so, you know
2: product of the 80 for consumerism yeah, be, yeah it's yeah,
4: an, it it's would, entirely it's... fitting with the movie it's great stuff but uh it, there's have been a little changes since, um we've last seen these characters, Murphy's royally pissed at OCP because they had, uh, Officer Lewis killed. Remember, Officer Lewis? She is no more. And, uh, wow. from, uh, Robocop 2, Dr. Juliet Fax, that nutty psychologist that tried to, <laughs> tried to use Kane, uh, replicate the Robocop process on a, uh, the megalomaniac. Kane, and it didn't work so well they spring her from prison in this one, and uh she does her uh her crazy shit uh there's a character in here called Marie lacasse La- La Casa. uh she's um she kind of is a robocop groupie yeah yeah she's she's read i guess uh, at the at the time uh line where where the story takes place there's actual textbooks. On on Alex Murphy, because he's the only person to ever survive the process. Right. And they, they've written, uh, people have done theses on him, they've written textbooks, and she's consumed them all. And she uses, so she can't track him by normal means. Like, she, she can't, you know, ping his unique frequency and try and find him. So what she does is, she's thinking, all right, this guy needs juice. And and he's in an area of, of the city that's, you know, kind of run down, uh, slated for demolition. Where is he going to get that kind of power? So she narrows it down to the biggest power sources in the area, and she stumbles upon his hideout, right? Um, and falls in love with him. Yeah. But Which is good for him, because... Along the, the, what, six issues to date, Murphy gets the shit blown out of him. I mean, he's almost dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's leaking fluids all over the place. And she patches him up. She rewrites a little bit of his code. Um, and I thought it was yeah, really. I think
1: he goes, what, from like 64% optimum capacity to like, like high 80s, right? When she's yeah, done with him. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, what, what she mentions along the way that OCP has, uh, made it illegal to try and replicate Alex Murphy you can't th- there's no way you're doing that in Detroit you cannot try and make another Robocop they, they put the smack down on it um, the ED209s are running around. They're still a joke. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought, there's. I think it's in the first or second issue. I thought this was going com- to completely turn David off and he wouldn't finish it. Uh, the, one, of the, one of the ED209s is standing there and this dog comes up to him and pisses on his leg. Yeah. And, and the thing goes, You are in violation and blows the dog away. It just destroys the dog. <laughs> right? But Miller balances the scales because along the way. Uh, an ED209 is captured and reprogrammed by L- uh, Lacas, and he's like a surrogate dog for Robocop. Uh, he, he says, loyal as a puppy, like, and he follows them around everywhere, like, helping mm-hmm. them out. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of, well, it, uh, that's brilliant on Miller's part.
0: The, the reason why that didn't turn me off is, aside from the setting and, and, and the ridiculousness of, of this universe, you don't, the point of view is that, the, the robot, you 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 know the robot is blowing away the dog, but you don't you don't see anything. No, and, you don't. And, and, the, and the last panel on the page, as um the douchebag is walking into the OCP building, is is this little like motorized mouse or something zooming by. So you don't even there's not even any anything left of the dog to even resemble residue. Right, so right, it's right. it's not like. Like there was anything like, like like a dog's head was rolling down the street.
4: So yeah, that, but, yeah, and and like Verhoeven's movie, th- the comic is is Grand Guignol. It's just so over the top, right? R- ridiculous. I mean, if you if this was an issue of like say you know Uncanny X Men or or Batman, you'd be like, what the fuck? This could never happen. But it's right. it's RoboCop, so so it, it's perfectly fitting that characters would fly off the handle for like stupidity and just d- every every. every um, Character type is hyper exaggerated. You got the fat black woman who's feisty. You know what I mean? Is she trying to save the project? And it's just it's so it's, parts of it you're reading it, you're like, this is so stupid, but it's so much fun.
0: But what helps is the art is looking spectacular.
4: Oh, the art's really great, Christopher. Here, think this: Who is it? Um, the the guy's name is Otzkin or something, but it's 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 like Harvey Kurtzman plus Jerry Grandinetti. Plus Klaus Jansen. If you can imagine that. It's, it's very stylized, very cartoony, very immediate. The, the, the lines are thick and strong. And he does, there's, uh, the, 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 what I really liked is there's no solid blacks in it. If, if he does like deep, deep shadows, it's like chalky, like, uh, charcoal. You can see, uh, specks of white in the black. It's, it's beautiful. That was the thing that really drew me to it. Because I love Robocop, but if the art, Mm -hmm. if it was a dynamite book, I'd be like, nah, son. But, but, uh, the art on this is fantastic.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think this art's going to be very, very polarizing for people. I, I I agree. agree. Yeah. I think it is very much, it harkens back to the 80s, frankly, which is ironic. It's, it's, you know, it's, you know what, Dave? I mean, it would, it would have fit right in, in the, you know, the world of, um, you know, of mage, you know, or I, I think it, it it's got That's, that same kind yes. of yes, J.K. Snyder, yes. yeah, it you know, that, that same kind of free flowing. See that. You, you know what um, I liken
4: it to? It would not be out of place in late '80s, early '90s, cracked magazine. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep,
1: and absolutely. and 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 I think f- that is that is a of what people are going to see in a comic today. And again, I uh, I'm with you guys. I thought it was it was great, but I, I, I thought it was great in in the sense that it was. Raw and unapologetic in places, and yeah, uh, and and I think that that so so I guess what I'm saying is I could I could picture some other people maybe that have tried it or will try it upon hearing it, you know, getting back to something like yo yo I can't feel that art and I, I would I could understand that perspective on it because it's not it's not I wouldn't say it's necessarily beautiful art in the sense that it's it's I it's more of sort of I, I it, um. At least if you're not familiar with that aesthetic. So, uh, it's, it's gonna be challenging for some, but I give it a big thumbs up. I think it was, I think it works perfectly for the, for the pace and the style of the book, you know? Yeah.
4: And, and once Robocop, um, starts disrupting the, uh, OCP's plans to demolish this, this block radius, the, the Japanese get pissed off and they send, um, a ninja assassin over. Did you guys get the nod? On the, uh, the ninja assassin's name? Um, uh, it escaped me. Otomo. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's Miller. Like, thanks for Akira. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you gotta love Frank. But, uh, yeah, there's some carryovers from the, the, there's a lot of carryovers from the, the movie thing. Like, Holes Gang is in here from the movies. And like I, we said, uh, Juliet Fax is in here. Um, uh, I, I had to laugh the, the The one scene where um, RoboCop rushes the ED-209 and runs between his legs, and the bot is so stupid that it targets his own legs trying to, to shoot RoboCop, who is running beneath, beneath him, and he blows his own legs off. Like, that is a stupid machine, you know? Yes. And, and then... He incapacitates the ED209, rips the arm laser off, and uses it against OCP like as a shoulder-mounted con- uh, laser thing. It's awesome. Th- that scene alone, is was like, I'm glad it came early in the in the run because that just that sealed it for me. I was like, I got to read this whole thing. It's just too over the top, too awesome.
1: Uh, so far, so good. You know, um, yeah.
4: I'm hoping I- they does Boom do hardcovers. I don't know. I would love this in a hardcover.
2: Yeah, you would. They with um, twenty eight days. But that's I mean we're going back a couple years. Yeah,
4: well I mean they they have the capacity to do it because there's Adventure Time sure. hardcovers. So I, I don't think I don't see why not. But yeah, it's
2: they have done hardcovers in the past.
4: They have once you establish a pattern. But no, just completely out of the blue, uh, and I loved every bit of it. Uh, surprisingly so, I I was just blown away by how how entertaining it is. And, and there's some, there's some depth to it. It's not all just nuttiness. Um, you get into the whole, uh, where does the man end and the machine begin? And, you know, is it,
3: uh,
4: they, OCP effectively, uh, raped Murphy in, in making him Robocop. They didn't ask him if they, he wanted to be Robocop. They just did it. And, uh, you, you get into that kind of stuff. It's, there's, there's teeth to it. Uh, yeah, it's great. And it's from oh, Boom. It is. And, you know, right. this, Boom has been knocking me uh, back the past couple of uh, mm-hmm. weeks because I got another Boom thing for later.
1: Well, and hat tip to you because uh, this this book was totally off my radar. I, uh, absolutely, right? I I, I wouldn't now? have read it until you said, "Hey, dude, this is awesome. You need to try it." And so, uh, kudos to you for that because this this is uh, um, again, I, I it's almost impossible in, in today's world to not miss comics, even good ones. You know, you just. You only have so many comics you can order and read, and 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 this just wasn't in my periphery. Mm. So, appreciate it.
4: Yeah, hey, no problem. You thank Frank for writing it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, back, back in nineteen eighty-seven, dude, did you see his Catwoman cover for uh, Batman or Detective twenty-seven? No. Oh, it's awesome! It's freaking awesome! Go Google it. Look for it. It is really nice. He still yeah. got it. He's nutty as a fruitcake, but he still Batman got it. Catwoman?
1: I think it's <laughs>
4: it, it's Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah. Google it now.
1: I'm going now. Right this minute.
4: Yeah, Frank will not wait. He'll throw a sharpie at your face, like yeah, he that's... like he did me and Marty. Yeah. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he flung yeah, a sharpie at the, at, at the first New York Comic Con. Yeah. Wait, why? He was in a mood. Frank and drunk. He, he was. He was. He was a little lit, and uh, we waited in line to see him. And he got pissed off because every time we tried to sign someone's book, the sharpies were were. Uh, um, dry, and he just started flinging them. This doesn't work. Boom! He flung it, and it, uh, Sharpie just whizzed by him. I was nice. going to go get it because, like, Frank touched it, but uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool cover. Yeah, uh, thankfully, I did get a uh, an in person uh, autograph from Mister Miller. One of the proudest moments of my life.
2: Why she wearing her mom's shoes?
3: Stop!
4: Oh, Jeez.
2: So what? What is the name of the of the?
4: It's called Robocop. Is it just RoboCop. No, no, no. RoboCop: Colon, Last Stand. I forgot to mention that. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, that's why I threw it out there. Sorry. Yeah,
4: and and it was cobbled, like Jason said, it, the story was cobbled together from one of Frank's old uh, RoboCop three treatments. So mm-hmm. it, it's an old story. Uh, Grant did good stuff with it.
1: So who's excited for Wolverine versus Darth Sidious miniseries? It's going to be canon now? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, You'll you'll know in
4: a second. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, I know it was inevitable, but uh, it's weird. I I don't know, like, why this should bother me because, I mean, obviously I'm a huge Marvel fan and uh, I can't profess to be a, like, persistent reader of the Dark Horse, Star Wars stuff over the years. It's definitely been more hit or miss for me but it just seems kind of... I guess I feel bad for Dark Horse. I don't know if I should, but I just feel bad for them. <laughs> like, through no fault of their own, they've yeah. basically been rewarded with... It's like the Gold Watch. Like, they've been rewarded with 25 years of exemplary publishing on the license by a thank you and pat on the back. And, and,
4: and it's an ironic, though, because um, this year, as far as Star Wars goes, has been one of their all-time best years. I Absolutely. Mean, they they, they Absolutely. are getting accolades oh, for Gabriel, everything.
2: What Gabriel and Karina have done
1: with legacy is fantastic yeah yeah absolutely and
2: anyway. so
4: at least they're going out on a yeah, high right yeah and he who
1: shall not be named has done a nice job on the uh on the main book
4: true true your cousin wait how um, anymore oh boy uh,
3: oh you don't <laughs> break
4: you, he's not you don't not break made. he's not, not getting made. a card next year huh
1: i found that he was adopted so we're not in our really uh, there we go wow that's harsh dude <laughs> i never thought. That, so
3: but
4: yeah no i don't know i i it's i i guess so it's was, one
2: is is has dark horse has dark horse lost the franchise because of the whole disney thing yeah marvel yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah it's
0: official this is the last year of i mean in dark horse is claiming you know they're still going to have plenty of things going on the next year and and you don't want to just shrug them off yeah. just it's going just,
2: away just like but boom it's gonna be but to keep doing when, uh um disney comics, the muppets and the, and the um things. you know you know, there's a history of of well, fuck, uh, Dark Horse was printing the Star Wars omnibuses, which were the old Marvel
4: Marvel books. Right, so right.
2: You know, they're kind of they're, yeah, they're they're kind of going back where they started. that's okay. Yeah,
4: I I, I would think, it, in my opinion, it'll be a very good thing if the Star Wars got weird again. At, like it was in the Marvel years. I mean, with the with the, with the Green Bunny. Yeah, for a, a lot of years, Star Wars was just crazy. Why do you
1: guarantee that's not going to happen? I
4: know.
0: The thing but Marvel, I don't think Marvel will be able to do what they what they did back in the day because they didn't. They can't. They can't even. No, but they did with Shield. They, they weren't able to. They, they they weren't able to. They weren't privy. To what Lucas had planned, they they um you know you didn't right, exactly. have on for 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 those for, for those many issues or years because it's not like Lucas was going to say listen you know in in return this, they they had to go by what Lucasfilm LucasArts, was 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 going to was willing to allow them to to get away with yeah them, and, and which is why we had the
2: green bunny
4: be and, real and, though
2: and a shitload of Lando stories
4: it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't "quote" Lucas Arts back then. I mean, yeah, they what were. It, what, he, it,
2: what, is, what is wrong with Lando stories? No, hey. he,
4: he <laughs> was he was he was high on the success of the first movie, but you had that gray area between the first movie and the second movie where he just probably said, "Look, we're working on stuff. Don't kill any of the main characters. Go do what you want," because he didn't have the lockdown on the franchise that he has now. Well, he did have. I'm where, talking between
0: the second and third movie. Right. Or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Episode five and six.
4: Right. Well, okay. oh, no. Well no I'm I'm talking about the early days right when right, when yeah, shaken when, was doing Star shaken Wars and, and yeah, it, yeah licensed no. comics were an afterthought back then because right. they were just like all right we got this Star Wars thing let's do something with it um it's not it was nowhere near where it is now it's Star Wars is a is a cultural phenomenon back then it was just starting so they they probably didn't care so they just did giant green bunny stories you know
1: yeah, that's what I, th- I had some say. I mean, this is being going to be curated. In fact, they've already uh, tacitly m- announced that nothing. Th- there's no guarantee that what we've seen in the extended universe of Dark Wars is even going to be in continuity for. That's the, sad. Ultimately, ultimately. But you know what? That doesn't matter. Like, think about it. like like think about what most of. I mean, most of of Star Wars stuff. It, it, it's it's still a. It still exists. B. It, it'll. It doesn't go away. You know. And right. And see, and, and most of it is, has Fits into a place within the Star Wars broader universe that, that whether or not Disney wants to officially acknowledge it doesn't matter because it, it you could still make it fit. I mean, it's not like, um, uh, y- you know, I mean you've got stuff that takes place thousands of years before the movies, you've got stuff that takes place, you know, a hundred years after the movies. So it's 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 only you know some subset of stories maybe, um, like you know like the the Dark Empire stuff and all that that probably won't necessarily jive with how the movies go, but. But that's fine. Right. I mean, that's it's well, not a big the,
4: deal. The vast majority of everything bearing that Star Wars logo is expanded universe. I mean, the only things that really matter are the six movies and the Clone Wars show. Yeah. Every, yeah, yeah. Everything else is up. They could, they right. could um, disavow anything if they wanted to. So... S- I don't know. I wish them well, but I I wouldn't feel too bad for Richardson because that dude's a cockroach. He he. If there's anybody that's going to bounce back from this, it's Richardson. <laughs> no, he is. He he. The Dark Horse. Just when you think I, they're out, they, something else comes up. They'll they'll get something.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: He's he's yeah. a smart a smart man. Dark Horse this week. What'd you read?
2: Um. Well, I don't remember. me. Um. Something that that um read in single issues, and I'm going to. And read the th- three hardcover books, and it is uh, Mignola verse side of Hell uh, and Lobster Johnson you're, and BPRD. and it's uh, uh, the Balt-
4: what you're busting up something fierce.
2: Oh, Bal Baltimore, the plague ships. Oh, nice. Ah, uh, yes, love it. It it's it, it is fantastic, and I I have started re- reading the novel probably. Eight or nine times, and for whatever reason, cause I'm never able to stick with a with a novel. I've never finished it, but I will. So, I I will sit down and read the novel this year.
4: That thing's profusely illustrated, isn't it? The it's
2: beautiful, yeah, it's fucking
4: gorgeous. I don't have that
2: yet. It, you don't have Baltimore? Anymore? The the no, the not comic? the
4: novel. I have the comic. I don't have the novel. The no. the oversized thing um, that he did. You
2: know, it's. Oh, where's the now? Oh, the novel's sitting by by the bed. So I'm not gonna go wake up Marta. She would be upset. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah. The, the illustrations in the novel are very nice. But yeah, Baltimore for, for people that uh, don't know, it's a, a story that takes place um, timeline or uh, one uh, in Europe and it's kind of a, a war. Or with the vampires, with a a soldier who has lost his leg, now has a a wood leg and uh, harpoons and guns, and he's he's based Buffy the Slayer. It, Buffy was world or War... I hunting mean, vampires, but yeah, it's great. And the through the, the Mignola
1: spyglass. Oh, I you feel like uh, what? Chris, Chris is fa- is fading, is phasing in between two realities right now.
4: Really, a little bit. What? It happens.
1: You're fading in oh, now. A
0: little choppier.
1: Yeah.
4: But Chris, if if you like that, you should. Uh, it's because of the pole v- vortex. <laughs> could be. Um, it's because of the pole vortex. In this uh, previews, there's the God. trade for uh, Sledgehammer Forty Four.
1: Yes, I ordered it,
4: yeah, which you you um, that's out of the left field even for um the Mignolaverse, verse, because uh you, you know the, the stuff that bubbles to the top, like um, Abe sapien and stuff. I hadn't heard of Sledgehammer until this recent miniseries, and I guess there was a previous one. It's like, what I, how the hell did I miss that but uh, so you can get them both in uh, one uh, collected edition. I think one's three issues, the other one is two issues or something, and uh, it's cheap. And it's it's um, Mignola, Arcudi, and some people drawing it. Who I uh, I can't I don't I can't recall who they are. But you know, come on, it's it's in the Mignola verse, so you know he handpicked these people because they were good.
1: More yeah. than good, more than good.
4: Yeah,
2: any mean, Mignola verse is going to be good. And why does it all? You can take an artist that. It doesn't normally look like a Mignola artist, but you put in that, and I don't know if it's if it's the the, the colors, whatever. It's, and it doesn't work. I saw Scott in <laughs> VPRD works, yeah. and be like that would never work in the Mignola verse, and it's fine. Guy David, I think, is a great example of of a guy that that people, guy, nope, intended, uh, just that people. We're like, oh, that will work, and it just
0: works.
4: Don't yeah. know why, but well, they just like mold to it, right? Th- that just actually fits in well with Jason's opening salvo about the underrated artist. There's a, there's one right there, Guy Davis, because he's been Trim. doing he's been doing Hellboy stuff for a long time, and it's just or BPRD stuff, and it's yep. just like, no, you know, he he kind of blends into the background, but he still kicks out the same great stuff.
1: It's true and, and and I was thinking about with all the stuff I own that I haven't read, you know and 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 literally the years and years of reading that would be ahead of me, even if I never bought another thing, and the hellboy universe I mean we're going on what twenty plus years of it now, even though i've i've there's a big, huge swath out I haven't read, that's one of the things that that I own that I'm sure that at some point in my life I will have read it all, because it's every piece of it that I've ever read to date has been quality, yeah, and that is a rare, rare thing.
4: And uh, somebody at uh, in, in Mignola's camp had insight because um, as a one-time religious buyer of the White Wolf stuff, like the World of Darkness books, uh, the game books, Guy Davis did spot illustrations in there. And uh-huh. I, I'd be going through the game book and think, oh, who the hell is this? This is fantastic. And he had a ton of stuff in the White Wolf books. And then, you know, uh, I see him in the comics and then he pops up in, in Hellboy. like, that is perfect. The, the dude is just... And if there's anybody's work that screams Lovecraft, it's uh, Guy Davis.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's a good point.
4: Yeah. He's great. Awesome. Yeah. Look at that.
1: I want to talk a little House of Ideas real quick. What? Yeah. that's shocking. Um, and, and on that front, so... As we've been saying repeatedly, like like broken records, um oh,
4: of, boy, what's the matter? you just cut out, you fade out a little bit I did yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh,
3: shit. it's <laughs> contagious, is it your stuff? So no, what's... it's
4: not my stuff, believe it on me.
3: <laughs> am I
4: still fading out? <laughs> no, you're good, no, you're good now, ah oh,
1: damn, that got me all nervous now. um, am where's I still good? Chris, anyway, where's Chris? I told him to reboot, okay.
3: <laughs> and Except he, and he did? Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, he is it that easy? <laughs>
1: well, he needed to. He was, I mean, it wasn't going to sound good. Do back, I sound okay, though? You sound crazy. Nah, you, okay. Yeah. So, um, what I was saying is um, our 11 O'Closkers, our annual Best of show, is in two weeks. Uh, it'll be episode 301. Um, that's important for a couple reasons. Number one, it's important for my protag- pro- procrastinating ass. Partners in crime here to make sure they they have their nominees done uh, it's number two important for the listeners because um given the fact that we're using SurveyMonkey this year and we could be well over a thousand submissions when all is said and done, um, I have decided I have to shut it off absolutely without question next Wednesday because I'm gonna need that week to download all the you know clean up all the data and sort it and all that stuff so nice. so next Wednesday. The 15th will be the deadline to submit if you haven't already done so. Uh, and again, unlike years past, if you want to vote, you cannot vote via our forum, although there is a thread there to discuss your nominees. Um, you have to go to SurveyMonkey, the online survey company, and it's, uh, it's surveymonkey.com backslash S, as in Sam, backslash 110 Closkers, which is 1-1-O-C-L-O-S-C-A-R-S. And uh, like I said, we've had a ridiculous volume of submissions. Um, thanks to Twitter and the social networks and people retweeting the link. So I thank everyone that's been doing that. Um, that's weird and, that it's uh,
4: backslashes and not forward slashes.
1: Oh, I mean forward slash. Sorry. I, oh, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Forward slash. Thank you for correcting that. Man, I'm, I'm uh, the typical slash that you would find in a URL. My apologies. Um, but it's okay. So it's surveymonkey.com forward slash S yes forward slash nice. 11 O no classkers. Thank you. Apologies. That's okay. Um, but the, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, I guess we're typically, we, we wait until like the actual year end, unlike a lot of people that seemingly need to feel compelled to put their best of out before the year's over. <laughs> um, and in doing that, I've just noticed a lot of, you know, you see, start seeing a lot of things that either our listeners are voting for or that make the, their way into best of lists on other places. And it occurred to me that there's a few things that seem to me seemingly are getting just you know universal praise, and I wanted to make sure that i um uh, but but that i'm i 'm buying for perhaps not caught up on. It. I just want to make sure that I, I catch up on them to make sure i 'm giving them their 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 fair consideration you know just uh I would hate to like go and catch up on these six months from now and be like, "Oh damn if I had you know been up to date on that it, it would have been in my awards so two of the um two of the titles that seemingly are on like tons of people 's short lists. From Marvel this year, um, were, uh, Hawkeye, um, which, uh, written by Mr. Matt Fraction, um, I guess primarily drawn by David Aja, but I don't think it's fair to say by David Aja because there are a lot of different artists that have drawn that book this, this year. I mean, uh, Brian Polito, um, Francesco Francavilla. Villa, yeah. um, I'm probably forgetting somebody else, but, but it seems like Aja's on maybe one out of three issues, and, and it might be a little more than that, but it seems like that to me. Um, and then the other book, uh, is Daredevil, um, bar Mark Waid and, uh, Mr. Chris Somni. So, um, again, these are two of the only Marvel books that I actually still buy in issue form. And I think as a result, they've suffered and have built up because I, I, I've been neglecting them, like we just talked about earlier. And, uh, I just, again, I wanted to make sure that I caught up with them to, uh, to fairly, you know, f- figure out where they belong in the Pantheon. And, uh, I won't go into you know too too much detail here um for for the sake of brevity, but I will say that uh number one both of them are i, I could see why they're getting such tremendous accolades they're both fantastically well done books um uh and I would say for me um although I think both are excellent i i think to me they're not in the same class, and I would have to say that um Daredevil is exceptionally better than Hawkeye, I think. I um, you would agree with that? I would. Yeah, and and I, and I again, I was thinking about why I felt that way having read... A bi- I mean, I read probably close to 12 issues of each of them in the last couple days. Um, I think the main reason that I'm preferring Daredevil to Hawkeye is the artwork. And I mean that for two reasons. One, um, the consistency that we've gotten from Chris doing this book every month has been a sight for to behold and I think that that consistent visual voice is uh only can serve to help a story um and and two i i, I almost forgot you know because we, we know the guy personally and we we always can count on David to, to praise him every year I forgot <laughs> how unbelievably talented chris is I mean it, it, he he put it this way uh until this week he wouldn't he wasn't top of mind for me as at potential best you know best artist of the year, but but you know fresh off this you know thirteen or fourteen issues of Daredevil I've just read, I don't know how he can't be on my short list. I don't know that I'm going to give him the nod because I haven't decided yet, frankly, who's going to win. But but he is a consummate storyteller. I mean it's 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 unbelievable the way that he can convey humor and gravitas and action and uh, surrealism and realism and all these things in 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 the same arc of a book and yet never waver from the style that we've come to, to know him for. Um, it's it's stunning stuff. He's, he's, he's as, as good, if not better, than he's ever been. Uh, it, it's unreal. Um, and I would also say that while I think Fraction is doing a nice job on Hawkeye, I find certain things about Hawkeye annoying. Oh, um, yes. For example, the bro thing. We made jokes about the Bro, that- what are you talking
4: about? Yeah.
1: <laughs> we made jokes about that when the yeah, book started, on, bro. and it doesn't stop. And I kind of feel like and again this is me totally projecting and it may be totally unfair he's to Matt. people. Yeah, it yeah. may be totally unfair of me to say this, but but following on Twitter, seeing the way his sense of humor works, it feels like he's doing this on purpose. And and and, and obviously it's resonating with a lot of people. I mean, Hawkeye seems to be on many people's best of list this year. But the but whole
3: but
2: Russian at some thing,
1: point doesn't editors and say, um, bro, stop. Well, I guess not. I mean, again, he's got pretty far, but it again, I don't want to see it, it it's I think it's working for a lot more people than it's not working for, but I yeah. find the consistent steroid stereotype type, typical bro Russian mob thing a, a little bit annoying. I will also say, although I am a huge David Aja fan, um he's doing something a little I guess it's interesting, but it's also a little weird to me in in the Hawkeye book, he's going very graphic Um, if Aja's work in this book in the last year reminds me, frankly, if I were to say to someone that didn't know Aja at all, who do you, who does he remind you of? I would say he most reminds me of Chris Ware. I was just going to say that. Right?
0: Motherfucker. Yes. Right. And,
1: and, and that is to me not a great thing in the sense that, that I, again, if we go back to last year, I, I adored building stories. I, I thought it was a masterpiece. But it was a masterpiece for what it was. Right. And, and I don't think it's that, that graphic, pop art, you know, flow charty, you know, um, very simplistic, uh, almost blocky, you know, uh, visual aesthetic works well, um, in, in a book like Hawkeye. I don't find it all that appealing at times. And so, You know, long story long, sorry, I didn't intend to go this long with this. I would say Hawkeye for me has ebbed and flowed. There have been issues of the run that I thought were brilliant, but there have been other issues that I've thought were completely swing and misses. And, and I guess kudos to the creative teams for, for going for it. They're clearly not playing it safe, but daredevil who frankly has not always been a character that I've, I mean, in spite of being a Marvel zombie, he's never been at the top of my list of characters that I've, you know, had to read. And, uh, and coming off of, you know, the, the very lengthy, you know, runs that, that, uh, that, that we had, uh, you know, uh, you know, with Bendis and the like, um, uh, you know, and then how dark it got with the whole Shadowland stuff, uh, Wade's voice continues to be a fresh, breath of fresh air. Um, and I found it really compelling storytelling. I mean, there was an arc where, um, Spot, the Spot is involved from, from Spider-Man. And, uh, and it was just gripping. Storytelling, and it was, it was, it was gripping and funny. And then there's the this, this stuff going on with with Foggy, that is just, I mean, the 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 story itself's fantastic. But again, the way that Somni is portraying the story and the the emotional beats that are involved in the story, I don't know many cartoonists that could do it as well as he's doing it and make me feel feel actually feel for these you know two dimensional on paper characters. Um So I would say. You know, when I do in the next week tally up my votes, Daredevil has to have a place there because it really is exceptional comics on all fronts. And, uh, you know, Wade's continues to be at the top of his game. He's a guy. You know, here's a guy that's been so good for so long. I don't think he gets his due um, anymore. But uh, whereas Hawkeye probably won't be on my list, although it is certainly a good comic. I get why people that love it love it, but I think that's a little bit more of a. Um, I think Hawk has more of an acquired taste, frankly. And I could see some people not caring for that. Mm. Whereas I, I think generally, if you're a fan of, of superhero comics, you, you you would be hard-pressed not to enjoy Daredevil.
4: Yeah, yeah. I did a little bit of the same thing you did mm-hmm. this week. And I'm trying to cram stuff in yeah. in, in preparation for the, the 11 o'clock And um, I made one decision. Uh, I did it uh, previously. Uh, every year, I'll give um, runners-up before i i i give my winner i'm not doing i'm not doing that this year there could be okay. winners are winners and losers are losers if if, if i <laughs> no really if if i didn't find a book good enough to capture the top slot it's not going to get mentioned i'm only going to go with the cream because it is an awards show right yeah. and and so no runners up as far as i'm concerned um but uh, i do No, know oh he's you cry to cut out again Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I wish I I was.
1: You sound okay there, though. Yeah.
4: uh, And and another thing, like I said, I'm trying to cram a ton of stuff in, and I'm glad I got this under my belt, because had I not, it wouldn't have made the list, obviously, but I think it deserves to to capture a couple of of things on my list, and that is uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man.
1: You know, that's one I haven't read at all, and I, again, I've heard good things oh about it. Oh my god, it's so good. you get into it, though? Sorry, before you get into it, it sounds like, David, I, I haven't talked to you about this. Have you, are you fairly up to date on Hawkeye and Daredevil? Uh, no, I'm, I'm a few months behind. Actually, I, I was thinking
0: about putting Daredevil for my travels. I started reading back from, um, because of the, uh, the Marvel Unlimited. I, I went back and it was the issue, um, where, uh, I'll just, I suppose, uh, Mila returns. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm reading from that point forward. So okay. I, I, I'm not, I, I think the most recent issue I have in the Marvel Unlimited is, uh, like issue 28 or so.
1: Oh, well that's, uh, yeah, I, I, am still a few issues behind myself. I okay. Just, uh, I, I got through, like I said, the, I will uh, have,
0: I will have it finished before the 11 o'clock scores because I'm barreling through them.
1: I mean, I know you've always been an enormous Somni fan, as have we all, but I mean, I, I, I do feel like in years past, I've always thought he's a fantastic artist, and I've never necessarily seriously considered giving him my vote. Um, you know, he's always been, you know, in, in the running, so to speak, but never, but, uh, maybe because the absence makes the heart grow fonder. I haven't really read Somni for much of this past year, and then I right. haven't shotgunning it. I mean, but the dude is just, I mean, his storytelling is just impeccable. It really is. It's, 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 it's incredible. I, I I mean, I I, the guy, you know, the guy doesn't need my accolades. He, he's a fairly he's a fairly uh confident and accomplished dude, but but Jesus, I I the guy is ridiculously good. From
0: from panel to panel, he just he moves the story along. He doesn't, you know, there's not a lot of there's no cross-hatching, there's not a lot of noodling around inside a panel and he can make, he can make panels as as small as he wants to to fit as many on a page. It doesn't feel like um it it's claustrophobic or there's there's an air about it. There's, there's, there's room to breathe. And he, he works extremely well with Wade. And even when, even when he did the, uh, the earlier arc where, um, Daredevil was in Latveria, mm-hmm. And I mean, it just, it, there was, even though it's, it's a Daredevil comic and Mark Wade is writing it, but Mark Wade's not writing it in the, in, in the feel that, that Miller or Bendis or Brubaker were writing it. Right. And, right. and, and and with Somni's art it could look a little lighthearted or maybe cartoony but the stories are so not that
3: Mm -hmm. and
0: and it just it 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 really does punch you in the gut because it I want you 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 remember you know Thor the Mighty Avenger or um the uh damn it what was that it it was a short-lived series that uh that that he did over at DC oh Almighty or the Mighty the Mighty the Mighty um And, and, you know, and, and, but you think about even the fill-ins with exterminators, you know, I just, I, I picture Chris Homniart a certain way, but to see him, and he's perfect for Daredevil, but the stories Wade is telling with the character, it, it just, it's, it's a crazy mix of things. And it, and it absolutely, it, it absolutely works. This is, this will be a Daredevil run that, um, that I think will, it's, it's like we, when we talked about, Aaron's Thor, God of Thunder, run with, with with the God Butcher and the God Bomb, and and how that that could go on the shelf, the same shelf with Simonson's work. I, I really have no problem putting Wade and Somnese Daredevil on there with with Miller's work, with with Born Again. With it, just it, it's still that character. It looks different, but it you can tell it's Daredevil, and and I have I I think it's it it does not get. Enough praise, and I want to make sure I'm up to date before
1: we, um, and can you guys make sure I never again? Fucking judge a book after like two or three issues, like because I oh that's right book after the yes. first issues saying Man. oh swashbuckler humor guy it's not F and always you know, wrong and I did the same thing with the with, the, with Remender's Punisher with the whole franken and Cal. I was like what like and then I ended up loving that like I just need to shut up until I actually like get a big chunk word of the I have no <laughs> problem doing this <laughs> <laughs> and, and speaking
0: speaking of Hawkeye um and and this ties into the whole uh, when editors. Attack. Should, should maybe reign, reign the creator in, and I'm gonna get at Vince with this when he talks about the next book he's gonna be talking about. Um Oh boy. But I think, I think Hawkeye, I think, and it, and, and, well I don't wanna say maybe it's just me, but I think when it comes to Hawkeye, and, and I, it started off great and I enjoyed a lot of it, I think, in my eyes, it kinda suffers from going on too long. I think, I think if Fraction and even Aja were just Aja, although I like the, the Frankovia arc with, um, with, 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 with the crying clown or whatever you want to call him. Uh, but he I just think. my if, artist of the year. Well, that's cause he's awesome and, and did Afterlife with Archie. But, yeah. um, I think, I think if, if Fraction I was don't. just going to tell a, a 12 issue Hawkeye story, this probably would have been stellar. But I think some of it just went on too long, and that's kind of why it 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 didn't fall out of favor with me. But it wasn't a must read
1: for me. Hmm. I would a hundred percent agree with that. I, I think that uh, uh, reading it all in a big chunk again here, um, uh, it just didn't. I didn't. I don't feel like I got anywhere in the story. Um, yeah,
4: I fell off early too. Like I girl- thought the oh.
0: annual was great though. With, uh, with 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 Kate, that was pretty good. Yeah,
4: okay, I I dumped you, yeah. it around issue six.
1: It, oh wow! Yeah, just because the, just bro, the dog issue,
4: the the bro thing just got to be too much. I was it like, did, right? Mm-hmm. The
1: bro thing is it's a minor thing. It's uh, you know, and I, I again, I'm sure for some people it's no problem at all. But um, it's the same thing that bothered me about Northlanders that you recall, which I know for you guys it didn't bother you at all. But the whole certain things, just you know, I guess we all have our little little peccadilloes that take us out of things. And for me, when uh, when when like the language is just broken like that and it seems out of place it just frustrates the hell out of me uh just yeah. uh
4: well for me the the bro was um akin to like uh a pop on a vinyl record or maybe like a, a splice on a film it alerts you to the fact that you are somewhere experiencing a work of entertainment you know it yeah, it just yeah. it pushes you into that mm. area and it, that the, mean,
2: it and in
1: intentionally take out of the moment. Right, exactly. I think you're both you're exact both exactly right. It's yeah. And, yeah. and not and Q Q Chris groaning, but uh, I do recall several years ago hearing a interview <laughs> uh, hearing an interview with Bendis where he was talking about yeah. writing and 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 I, I don't want to turn uh, this into a see uh, I don't want to turn this into a Bendis thing. Well but, had he had he had he just read the wedding script but Again, I don't want to turn this into a Bendis thing. All I'm saying is he <laughs> said something that I agreed with at the time and still do, which is that when you're writing something like comics, you have to write the dialogue in such a way that the person reading it hears normal speech. And oftentimes that will not seem like normal speech as you're writing it. But you have to read it back in your mind as you're writing it and read it on the page and think, is that sound normal or not? And that's it sounds exactly- like a actually like talking.
0: That, that, when, when we were introduced to the, to the five characters in the bunker, and, and Grady is, starts it off and he mentions one person's name. And then Daniel mentions, and, and the way they're talking, you know, if they were in that setting, they would just be looking at each other and talking. But because right. we, the readers, need to meet these people, they're throwing their names out there. So mm-hmm. even though it might seem
2: unnatural, it absolutely works in that setting.
1: Right, right, exactly. So, right. well.
2: It, 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 if you're Gus Van Zandt, if you're if you're a comic <laughs> writer, it doesn't work. And, and that and that, No, I'm serious. You know, you, you you do a Van Zandt movie, and the dialogue is as people speak. If you listen to people speak, we do it every day. It, it's uncomfortable. It's not. It doesn't work. And it's it's not. It's not the entertainment that we're given. it certainly as fuck doesn't work in a comic book unless it's a Dan Klaus comic book. It's fair is my opinion.
4: Well, one, on that. one, you know book. what
2: I mean? I do. Don't, 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 don't be what you are not. not. <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say with that. And that and I don't particularly enjoy all superheroes, 14 year old girls at the mall. Hmm. Which is is what and and Hawkeye as entertaining as it is and you know it checks off probably seven out of the ten boxes I want in a comic book but the character have a tendency to be like fourteen girls at the mall and I think that is the best influence on on Fraction and I'd like to see him not do that. I'd like to see him be his own writer and I think he's
1: a better writer than that mm-hmm. well. Bro, and the, and- and I know Vince is dying to talk about Superior Foes, and I'll let you get to that. But the one other thing too, since we are this turned into a bit of a more of a, um, the first few issues it's, I loved conversation. Uh, in, in the first few issues, I loved that they that that this was you know more about Clint outside of the costume and his life, and I thought they could go interesting places. But I kind of feel like they've gone too far with that. Like they're making Clint have to be, frankly, part of my friendship big pussy. Like he's he's <laughs> he he's drawn like slight and he's always beaten up and he's always bruised and yeah i get it if you if you suggest to me well picture what a non superpowered real human would be like in a world like marvel okay yeah but then he wouldn't be an avenger like he you know like he he we, again we have to give him some we have to assume he's like in ridiculous physical condition right and and he's and he's he's capable of of almost superhuman-esque feats because he's, like, world-class athlete and strong. Otherwise, he couldn't be an Avenger. So it's like, I'm growing weary of seeing him dressed like a schlep and always hurting and injured and bruised. and bandages on his face. It's like, yeah, I mean, like, uh, because I love Hawkeye as a character. I mean, I've read him in comics for, what, 30 years plus? I mean, it's like so, like, I don't know. Like, whereas Daredevil, the book is as much, if not more, about him outside of the costume. But... He's still, even when he's Matt Murdock, he's still got hypersenses. He's still physically bigger than the other characters on the page. He's still, uh you know, he's still agile. I mean, he's still the dude. I mean, he, he tries to hide it because he doesn't want to always, you know, have people realize he's Daredevil. But when push comes to shove, he's still the guy. You know what I mean? It's a nuance, I guess. But it's one, again, that I'm sure for some people, it's the reason they're loving Hawkeye. But for me, I think it's gone a little too far. Like, it's not... It's almost gone into like kick-ass realm, where like, this guy almost is trying to be a superhero, but really has no business being a superhero. I like so it. it. Go <laughs> ahead, Vince.
4: No, I was, uh, when you were riffing on the, the, uh, the perfect sounding dialogue and those, those, those great character moments, Superior Foes is, that's almost all it is. And, and I, I was very reluctant to try it because it's written, <laughs> by a guy whose solo work has never clicked with me. And who's this? Um, Nick Spencer. Spencer.
3: Oh, Spencer, right. Yeah,
4: and and, I mean, I found Morning Glories to be impenetrable. Me me too. It it was totally, uh, if I have a a preferred style, that was the farthest thing. But I mean, I like Spencer when he's working with someone else, but like I said, his solo... He He writes pedal, right? Does he is that uh, Im- he that, that image? Okay, I didn't, I haven't read that yet.
2: That's only Spence book that I've enjoyed, and it's actually one of my favorite books. Ooh. Which is weird because everything else I've read of his, I thought was was
4: shit. I, I know, right? And that's what I'm like. Oh, I've heard this yeah. book Praise The high. That heaven. one's one of my
2: favorite fucking books. So it's I, weird.
4: That's how it's working here because never yeah. never clicked with with Spencer. Superior foes. If if um. Jason Aaron was not doing great things at Marvel right now. This book would be Marvel's best book. Oh, dude! Uh, no, I don't know. Come on, no, dude. I, I th- no, no, I'm serious. About all new X-Men no, I think this. I think Superior Foes is is way better than All New. I like All New X Men. Uh, I love it actually. But there's something about Superior Foes. I think it is. It's it's pretty near perfect for me. Oh no,
0: I. Okay, I read the first issue and I and 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 I dug it. I they don't need the Spider-Man part in the title.
4: Exactly. It's, the, the it's, book is carried by Fred Meyer, the boomerang. boomerang. Boomerang is the main character of this book. Yeah. And uh one-time major league baseball player got got wrapped up in hookers and blow and that's expensive. So he took a bribe through a game. Was found out and was barred from baseball, and his mm-hmm. life has spiraled out of out of control ever since. Yeah. Downward spiral, and it's just about boomerang trying to and the five come members, up of uh, <laughs> yeah, and the five men- members of <laughs> the Sinister, sinister Six. You, you got you got the Shocker, who's a coward, um, Overdrive, who I'm not all, all that familiar with. He I I, mean,
0: he didn't show up till the webheads did uh, the the the. the the, uh,
1: the brand new day spider-man. Oh, okay. Is that the guy that can uh that can like retransform vehicles? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he was in the early right there early brand new day stuff, yeah.
4: Speed Demon and and the revamped Beetle, a female. Female Beetle. Beetle. Right, yeah, this
1: new female Beetle, right. It, yeah,
4: okay. it it's awesome. It's amazing and and it's 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 because of the quiet moments. It's not there I mean there's a there's an overarching Theme like there's a, a grand caper that Boomerang's trying to pull off, and he's working with the Chameleon, who's in, incarcerated, but seems to be able to get out of jail whenever he wants. Yes, yeah, there's, uh, and and so like there's this plot to to grab something uh, Silvermane's head actually, yes. the the Magia crime boss Silvermane. They, it's been reported that during his last encounter, he got flung into a dumpster or not a dumpster, a uh, trash compactor, and his head popped out, and yeah. the the owl has it. Uh, and Boomerang wants it because if, if you control Silvermane's head, you control the, the Magia crime family. Blah, blah, blah. But that's, that's like the, the, the farthest thing right. from, from what makes this book click. <laughs> that's
0: not what keeps you coming back every month.
4: No, the character moments are awesome. It's, 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 uh, it's, the dialogue is so real. I mean, normally if it was, you know, two characters talking for two pages and the dialogue is dense, it's not like, you know, maybe a word balloon here or there. There, it's things littered with dialogue. My, my main complaint, and
0: first of all, and I think, I think the book is laid out brilliantly because the phenomenal Steve Lieber takes care of. Oh, he the kills f- First six issues, and I'm like, this has to be a limited series or something. He's got to like, he's got to, he's got to tag out and and just someone else has to and lo and behold the seventh issue we have um uh, I think it's Richard Ellis the, the, someone the, the, I don't want to call it a fillin issue because it absolutely services the story oh, it's great. a great reason yeah. for it. it's it's and 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 you learn about the, this new beetle and her pedigree and it's it's a fantastic issue it, it's, it was probably one of my favorite issues so far of, of the first seven but lieber is is killing it and and it's it he, he... Steve Lieber? Yep. Yes. Okay. And he, um, it's it's beautiful to look at. My problem with it is that it seems that Spencer thought of every single joke that he could come up with for someone to say in, like, the span of two or three issues. That, that's what I mean about an editor coming in going, maybe you can kind of pace yourself a bit. It's like, he's there are just too many moments where I find where, where, with the inner monologue, where someone is being funny just because Spencer thinks this might be neat to throw in there. And, uh-huh. and it, and it kind of just, and, and that's where it kind of takes me out a little bit. Because instead of it just flowing, and, cause I know. Myers is a dick. Speed the. Oh, he's an asshole. Everybody, everybody in this, there, there is nobody that you're rooting for in this. And, and normally. Maybe shots. That's, that's not, well, yeah, but that's uh, because you want the the guy who always gets picked on to come ahead. But, uh, and, uh, there is. <laughs> I see what a, you did there. And, you
4: uh, are smart. That's very <laughs> witty, David. You tell is <laughs> nice.
0: So they, there's just I,
4: I had to stop wait a minute
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is um, it's 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 a book that I normally probably wouldn't bother with because it, it's about a bunch of people who I don't want to read about because I you know I've said it before you, you know assholes in every day of your life you don't need to read about them <laughs> in a comic book but it's it's set in the Marvel Universe these are characters that I'm familiar with I like seeing, one of my favorite features and I told this to Vince There's a, um, there's a, uh, a Supervillains Anonymous that, that, uh, because now Fred Myers is on parole and you'll love who his parole officer is, but it's, well, you could
4: say it's, it's Mach 7. It's Mach 7. Yeah. And,
0: and, uh, the, the former Beatle and, um, and it is, it's, it's, Spencer definitely knows his, his history and, um. You know, just like Bendis would know his history from, you know, writing Avengers or anything like that, but, um, there, there's a neat page where Mirage is, is talking in front of former supervillains. <laughs> and he's giving, and, he, and he's running down his flashbacks about how, um, when he, uh, when he interrupted J. Jonah Jameson's wedding, when, uh, the Scourge, took him out and when the hood brought him back to life and on each of the panels um Lieber was actually kind enough to credit Andrew and Neri and yep. Jason's favorite artist what so you have what um you have I mean like I'm saying Lieber owns this this book as far as I'm concerned yeah. and and I absolutely adore it for his work Spencer I think is just trying to he he, he He's too cute for me. No, in a lot of yeah, I don't.
4: No, I didn't. I didn't see that at all. Uh, people are funny in real life. Certain 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 people are very funny. It, I'm not. I mean, you you can t- you take it as you you took it, but for me, it didn't seem forced at all. Okay. And, and I'm 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 in tune attuned to that kind of stuff, uh, having read you know a lot of Bendis. A lot, some dialogue seems forced, but this it's just Jason. When David was talking about the superheroes and supervillains anonymous um, meeting, I—I I, I almost pissed my pants. Uh, Mirage is up there, and he's talking about how uh, Fin Fang Foom uh, cap- awesome. captured his girlfriend, and Tony Stark saved her. And he's like, "Dude, take care of your business." And she then the the, the girlfriend gets a, an Iron Man fetish and makes him wear a helmet to bed. But but as he's talking. Dr Bong is is in the the the, uh, the among the the supervillains and the dude is overweight wearing a purple shirt but he still has the fucking bell on his head yeah. right so at the end of the meeting after Mirage gets done spilling his guts they all hug and Dr Bong goes everybody in <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: it's so he, stupid
0: yeah and then Fred Myers is talking about how um from <laughs> Fight Club, from Fight Club, where where Ed Norton had to hag, hug meatloaf. Meatloaf, and yeah. It's like, remember, you know, remember that movie where you know he's he, and and he's under there under like sweaty man boob. Well, here I am next to hippo sweaty boob, and it's like, and it it was a, it was a great moment. But there are that, I, I like those moments more than I like seeing the gang get together and and reading. Speed Demon and and uh, and Overdrive kissing up the Beatles' ass, and, and I mean, there there are definitely neat little nods, but sometimes in a monologue with me, it's like it, it really is the type of person where if they constantly talk that way or act that way around you, you'd be like, "Listen, I got I got I, I other shit I got to do. I just uh, I can't be around you so much."
4: Well, you, Jason, if you can get caught up on this for next, I'm I don't know. I, I'd like to hear your take on it. Uh, everybody stabs everybody in the back. Absolutely. I mean, Boomerang is trying to get the, the rest of the... Because Beatles a take charge woman and she wants to... They vote her as leader of the group and Boomerang's kind of like, what? This is, this is my group. And, it's,
0: uh, and, oh, and that, that, that was a neat thing because when Speed Demon's like, well, when the hell did we vote her to Boston? And they're like, well, five minutes ago. So the <laughs> next panel is five minutes ago. and uh, Overdrive's like, we're voting her in, and Shocker's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then Speed Demon's like, "Yeah, she's hot. She's hot. Just-
3: that would be me. That would."
4: <laughs> but so, uh, Boomerang's working with the Chameleon, and he sets up this little ruse where the Chameleon takes on the guys of the Punisher, uh, Frank Castle, the Punisher, and specifically, so all of the the rest of the the um, Sin- Sinister Six can see that Boomerang went head to head with Frank Castle and lived so they get you know he's trying to generate respect for himself but shocker who got flung out uh, you know beat feet as soon as he saw the punisher overheard the conversation he knows that boomerang's full of shit uh it, and and later on in the series something happens to shocker by way of boomerang you're like man that's cold you know i thought you guys were friends there's no friends in this book that they're all they're scumbags all of them to 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 the last man they're all scumbags and but yet to to spencer's credit he makes you care about these scumbags they're real people in this book that's I'm just blown away by by how natural and it felt and just like the 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 conversations are they're interesting it's not just like two marvel universe characters talking to propel the plot the 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 character moments are are the, the the meat of this book the the capers just like extraneous? It's just a means to an end. It's it's just so Spencer can play around with these characters. He's making them fully fledged real people, as opposed to someone who Spider Man beats the shit out of every every couple issues. That that's why I was just like, wow, this is something else. This is yeah. really good. So yeah, for me, this is uh, way up there on the, on the top of the the Marvel cream.
0: It's good. I'm glad I caught up with it. There are just things about it that a won't make me say that it's it's the best thing Marvel's publishing right now. And, and it, oh no, Wolverine and, we'll and X Men definitely is. <laughs> you just said it's near perfect, but I mean it, it is it's, near perfect. It's, but
4: it's, come on, Jason Aaron,
0: yeah. Well, but it's you no know, it No, there are times where I just is. I can see why people um, feel the way they feel about. Certain Spencer stories, but I mean, I Spencer's no joke when he's working with Hickman and and doing things leading up to Infinity. But here, yeah, but who's think, doing the heavy
4: I, lifting there?
0: I, you well, don't know. I, I, no, you're right. But I, but here in on on the street level stuff, where and and there are a lot of things where I'm I'm smiling at or or chuckling at when um, no matter <laughs> who's talking it because it's it's a these are all Spidey villains and you know it's in New York and. Myers is talking about the Mets which is the team I prefer and 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 there're just there are definitely things going on in the book that make me
1: glad I'm reading it. There're just definitely some groan inducing moments as well. David Russo wow. uh, Hawkeye versus Superior Foes
0: as far as which well, one I'd rather more, yeah Superior Foes. Okay, Superior Foes Nova Oh, see, I'm behind on Nova. Hmm. I will catch up on Nova and let you know. Well, I don't. I mean, based on what you've read so far, based on what I've read so far, I thought the first arc of Nova was fantastic. I think I'd still give the nod to Superior Foes. Okay, Superior Foes or Thor?
4: Oh, come on, that's, <laughs> not, fair.
3: <laughs> that's not fair. What? It's I, not
0: fair. I, you can't you can't compare anything to the to, to the god butcher story. Oh, no, um, you're right. Right, but, but what I, about
1: since then we've had the Malekith story. I've had I, I I'm,
0: good. I'm two issues behind on the Malekith and I'm I'm telling you that's not as good because Garnet went back to uh I know uh, dude, colored I pencils, I know. but um Ugh, I know. I still say I I would still uh, compared to current Thor mm-hmm. God of Thunder superior foes.
1: Okay, superior foes or superior Spider-Man. Mm. Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, me, me, yeah, me, me too. Me too. How about yeah. the? How about the? Uh, dude, the movie
3: indestructible
4: movie. Hulk or superior foes? Foes. That's how good. That's how good this book is. Equates <laughs> to
1: Avengers books. No. <laughs> dude. Come on. Come
2: on. <laughs> You're a- <laughs> you guys are losing me. Can we start talking about football again?
4: No, no. We had enough of
2: that. Right. Yeah.
4: I thought you were talking about baseball. What were you? You were talking about football.
1: You're uh, we talking about football and then
4: baseball. Oh, yeah. man, okay.
1: Baseball. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know There's what? I, not, actually, I have not read a single issue of that book, so I will there are watch. eleven black. Hawk. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Well, I, be <laughs> there are
2: eleven.
0: Threat. That was all I heard. You but, know what? Yeah. You
4: know what gets me? I was all, and we've been bringing this up every week because we're all excited about it. The and rightly so because I know it's a direct <laughs> only. It's no, it's a direct only release, so they got to adjust their discounts accordingly. I'm a little bit ticked. Huh? that uh, the Stray Bullets wow. uh, compendium's not 50% off.
1: You're hilarious.
4: It's only 40. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little that ticked.
1: Allows, oh, dude,
4: my god! Dude, dude, you're uh,
1: besmirching our uh, beloved little bitch. No, How no, no, no. I'm not
4: besmirching them. anyone because they well, have...
1: You should be besmirching Lapham from
0: then because yeah. he's the one who's probably saying, Listen... I'm not giving a discount. No, discounts. The or
4: that's no, that's what I'm saying because it's a special item that's only going to the direct market so they probably tweak the, the the discounts for shop owners. I mean, as they should, but I'm just saying as a person who owns everything but issue 41, it doesn't make all that much sense for me to buy it at 40% off. 50? Yeah, okay. But but not 40. I I have it how all. How much is it? How much it? It's $60. 20, how much is it? $60? At it's it's sixty dollars you know, and then forty percent off that forty issues. Yeah, so it's like no, thirty. What
2: what is, is you were out of? What what you were
4: out of pocket? Thirty. I don't know. It's thirty some dollars. It still doesn't make sense for me to buy it, having all the issues. I I own it all. So why do I want to spend even so, more money? So you're
1: bitching about something you're probably well,
4: not buy. So no. you, say I'm you just wanna, saying
1: you want to besmirch our beloved. Uh, I'm not
4: besmirching uh, anyone.
1: Um, let me just say, since you brought it up. Uh, Especially since this will be released on that day, um, if you're listening to this and it's Thursday, uh, January 9th, then uh, I just want you all to tune into the news feeds for what's likely to be a deluge of image-related news as our uh, our That's good right. friend Ron Richards is hard at yes. work at uh, the Image Expo, which takes place um, again as you're listening to this more than likely. So um, so congrats, and I have to say uh, the 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 obligatory like. Artists' pictures of who's going to be attending. Joe Keating's picture is hilarious. It's uh, it's like Joe sitting in like a library room, looking all serious with uh, a like a, I guess it's a beagle or a bloodhound. I don't know. It's some kind of houndish dog sitting on his lap, looking all sullen. It's hilarious. It's very funny. <laughs> oh, you th- you're right. Yes, <laughs> this is awesome. right. So,
4: who do you think <laughs> the, the the special guests are going to be?
1: Well, there it is. I mean. I-
4: you mean surprise guest? Surprise I mean, guest, yeah. That's who I have no idea. You have no idea.
1: If I did, I couldn't say. That's what, <laughs>
4: that's what I mean. You have absolutely I mean, no as idea. living, we can't fuck with our, that our boys. Is, is. That's
1: true. I mean, but it's worth it. It's
4: worth tuning in. Put it that way. It is. I'll suck it and out. we will. Uh, speaking of image, uh, I'm getting caught up on Clone. Any of you reading Clone? Never heard of it. I like it. I was just I'm, gonna say that. The thirteenth <laughs> <laughs> issue just came out. <laughs> oh. So
1: who does it? Famous clone.
4: Uh who does it?
1: It's made that much of an impression on you
4: Yeah, uh, Rip is on art. I know that. Oh, uh, that's what, why I passed out the black Summer. Dude, for real.
3: I will you.
4: Rip is great, but I'm out, I'm only two issues in, so if I can't really talk speak to it yet, yeah, but I like I like what I've read, yeah. Cool. Image doing a lot of great stuff. No
1: doubt, son. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be well represented on my list. It's hard not to. Yeah, seriously. Dude, that is, by the way, something I you just I need to finish. I need to read, catch up on Satellite Sam and Sex before I do my
4: voting. You caught up on, I, on I, Revival? I need to
1: catch up on Satellite Sam? Yeah. No, no, I have not caught up on Revival. Well, I,
4: you best do that because that's an
1: episode. There's not. I mean, that's not a higher priority because. Um, the only category I could really see it factoring in is best horror book, and, and that's, it's, even if I loved it, it's got no chance of beating out my winner for that, so.
4: Hmm. For me. For me. Yeah. I you, know you, would, you would think I'd go with Crossed, right? For, no, for best uh,
1: horror? I, I, to be honest with you, I think you should go with Crossed, even how much you love it. Yeah. But I suspect you're going to go with Revival.
4: Mm, it's entirely possible.
1: Yeah. Yep. But
4: that's a big jump. And and kudos oh, Josh to Stosh
1: Williamson. No, he does ghost.
4: Uh kudos to uh Norton and Sealy because god damn they've captured me. They have. It's hard to do. It's hard how do you how do you eclipse crossed? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> a a skull cro- codpiece. piece and ninety
1: eight percent of our listeners are thinking very easily. <laughs> it's yeah. true. For you, not for me. I love it. I love it. So there. Yeah. I can't speak to it. I've never written issues, so
4: well, it just goes to show you're not a perfect organism. I mean, you're close, but you're not, not <laughs> perfect
1: yet. I'm waiting for the omnibus for you to send You can give it to me for Christmas. Uh, am I, I
4: right? Wouldn't no. a cross omnibus be great? <laughs> I'd be, I'd be I'd have all to keep up it in there.
1: Under, 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 like, safeguards so that my kids never stumble. True,
4: true. There. I would pay full price for a crossed omnibus. Damn. Yeah. 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 Word. So Chris, what what are you thinking? But, but you won't. Hmm. All- He's we'll we'll never you know. Him. <laughs> it's true. I, 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 Is there every, shit going go on in Chicago? Yeah, like, I'm what's out. the deal?
3: It's fuck. Oh cold. Uh, Love you. <laughs> Love <laughs> you, buddy. <guys. laughs> <laughs>
0: He's probably pitching his wire on his headphones so he can go to bed. Seriously?
4: No. No? no. That wouldn't work.
2: Oh, oh! No, now would. you're gonna fucking make fun of me.
4: We heard that. That's nice and (laughs) clear. Ring. I'll fucking
2: curse you all out. That'll (laughs) be clear.
4: That's because he was he was cursing you. That's why the devil always comes through. Nice (laughs) and clear. Oh, that's good. Here we go. So, um, I was going to say it's being a complete bitch doing the eleven o'clock Oscars this year. So hard. It is too hard because so many good things came out. It was in, a great in, year, dude. It was a very good year it really was uh and and, and I have to say like the um
1: I have this I, I'm generally pretty at peace with with like the way I read comics now, like in the sense that you know I think over the course of our six years doing this i've you know i think uh, I've really come an entirely different approach where i just i really don't at all think about reading something when it comes out for the sake of it i you know I read something when I feel like reading something and and Sometimes that's the day it comes out. Sometimes that's months later. Sometimes it's years later. Um, but but it is always this particular like two to three week window when I feel bad about that approach because I, I I feel like you know I do like to put effort into this and make it representative and you know I take pride as I think we all do in that we read a lot of stuff and a mm-hmm. big range of stuff and so um, which is not to say that any anybody's awards or 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 best of lists are any. Less significant than anyone else's but i I've always appreciated that the four of us collectively read a shit ton of stuff so that you know while ultimately it is just our own personal opinions it's 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 an informed set of opinions I mean we have usually in each category we're choosing from lots of different things that fit um versus just sort of giving someone a winner because it's the only thing that we read that fits that um but that said it's it's these few weeks i i just I go nuts for, because I think like Again, there's these things that I intend to read and I want to read and I own, and you know, time catches up on you, and then I feel this compulsion to read them so that I can make sure I'm not unfairly ignoring them, you know, for the show. It's tough. It is.
4: You just can't read everything, but. You can. And, I,
0: and I think early on, we also had this need to make sure that. Even things that we didn't pick as the winners, we wanted to make sure that the creators and, and, and the listeners knew right. that we read those things. See that's it's like, that, oh, and I don't want to forget. You yeah, know, that's, that's like,
4: my, arguing, my argument this year. I think we do enough praising of of books on a weekly basis that when it, com- when it comes time for the 11 o'clockers i'm not going to say yeah crossed is great but the the and this is why but the best thing the best horror book i've read all year is revival and i think because- that's right
1: i mean I, and, and i think again i don't want to put any like hard to fast rules on it i mean if, if there's a category in particular where you're just riffing on it and naturally you really were coin tossed i mean I, I think it's perfectly reasonable to say that but yeah but i think even last year we got away from the Here's my top five and who I picked. I mean I think we got away from that, and I think that's a good thing because also, just from a practical standpoint, I mean we have I think what twenty nine categories yeah twenty eight categories so so you know just to, just to get that done in a
4: you know a, a typical episode it's it's well even we gotta, if, even if the categories take ten minutes to pop, that's a long time
1: well, that's right, so we, we have to kind of you know we have to keep keep the the, the runners up and the hyperbole to a, a minimum True. you know,
4: it's got to be a tight, tight, fast paced show. Like oh, every right. week. And, you know,
1: some of them go quick. I mean, right, like we're not going to spend a ton of time on...
4: Best colorist. No, stop.
1: We're <laughs> going to spend a ton of time on, like, favorite comic-related non-comic it, items. Colorists are doing more and
2: more all the time. That's true. That's true. true. Especially true. if we are to they their, their going,
1: um, and I'll give you a hint for mine. Like Declan in love with her. <laughs>
4: But I will say, uh, b- because the, cr- the 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 best colorists seem to be uh, uh, recurrent. Like you, you have yeah, yes, yeah, like Jordy Belair and and Dave Stewart. Like we hear like, the and, and Val Val Staples. You hear these names every year, so it's almost redundant to say sure. you know that Dave Stewart is really, really good. Well, well you know, and, and we you know, know that. that
1: I, to that end, that is a category where I actually kind of go out of my way to not... Like, to me, Dave Stewart could default win it every year. You know, he's that good, and Val's yeah. too. And, There's and, a lot
4: of challengers, like Betty Breitweiser is I was going to say, that was my pick last year, Betty yeah. Brightweiser,
1: because, not because she necessarily was even all that much more deserving than, than Val or Dave, but because... Betty kind of forced herself into my consciousness last year for yeah. efforts. And, and, and that's the same thing, frankly, this year with Jordy. I, exactly, I think, exactly. You know, I just—I I literally feel like every other book I pick up to read, she's colored. She's omnipresent, and uh, and that's saying something, you yep. know.
4: Yep. So, and and she has a style that's like. Um, it's it, it, like a thumbprint. It instantly identifiable. Boom! You know when you're when you're reading a book that's been colored by Jordy Belair. The same way you know if it's creamy, lush color work that that you know it looks like uh, it was painted in oils. It's probably Dave Stewart. Yeah, so and, and, and I, I wish Richard Corbin got a nod for his coloring because the, the man's fantastic. Give it to him. I can't when you got Jordy Belair in the running.
3: Yeah.
4: It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. There you go, son. All right. Well, I'm glad you're struggling
1: because that means you're actually putting some effort in. There. I am. Just right, because yeah. I, I'm
4: not putting things in the spreadsheet doesn't mean I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay. So
1: if there's you salt, put them in the spreadsheet before the episode. Or? Oh
4: yeah, yeah. If there's one thing that's like saltpeter to me, it's friggin' spreadsheets. I cannot stand <sighs> spreadsheets. When I get something at work with with a spreadsheet attachment, it's it's like somebody just electrocuted my dick. I I cannot stand it. I, I just hate it, and, you know. Spreadsheets, I equate with work. When I see one, it's like, oh fuck, a spreadsheet. Uh, so you got to excuse me on that front. I get you. Yeah. I get you, brother. Wow, we're we're in low key territory. Hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I
1: can't say anything because I'm breaking up.
2: And
4: <laughs> he breaks up say towards the break. end. That was great.
1: I say. Cause, I don't understand
4: uh, why. <laughs> oh, here's something for our listeners. Next week, I'm almost certain the show will not be recorded uh, the same way we always do. Because I'll be on a PC next week. Yeah, And, yeah, and I want to float this out there to our, our PC users who, who are uh, Skype literate. Uh, if there's anything uh, you know of that will allow me to play sounds... During the broadcast and have them recorded with the dialogue like a you know the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard where you can click on a, a button and you hear like, you know to get, the chopper. get to the chop if there's anything for Skype that does that, I want to know about it because I, I i've always dreamed of having a bank of like Howard Stern, you know mm-hmm. how he 'll sometimes play a sound bite when somebody says it triggers a, a certain idea. I want something like that like if I could stick a spaghetti. In the background, when David is talking, ah, that'd be gold. That'd be money in the bank. I want something like that. So, if anybody knows of anything, let me know. Email well, me.
1: Meanwhile, uh, t- next week is episode three hundred.
4: It is, which is so. It's good. It's a new beginning. Begin the begin. That's right. So we. Th- it's the halfway mark in the uh, eleven o'clock uh, comics. That's right. Yep. We're halfway there. I could easily see us doing Living six hundred of these. Easy. I, I never want to stop. Unlike the last show where David bailed out early, left yeah. me high and friggin' dry. Yeah. It's, let me let
1: me dig out those emails. <laughs> let see who uh, left, too.
4: You don't still have those.
1: Well, Dave and I are starting a new podcast. <laughs> We're starting a new podcast, uh, 9 o'clock wrestling. He keeps everything.
4: I know, right? <laughs> he never forgets. David never forgets. You don't let me you bring forget. it up every fucking week. I do not, Diva. I don't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <Diva. Divo. laughs>
1: hey,
4: everybody. Uh, This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by the always amazing discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. Get your stuff, get it cheap, get it fast, get it delivered right to your home for a little bit of money, dcbservice.com. Let me get the book. Uh, In your travels, I I implore you to get out there and uh, jump on this series because, damn, it was good. It's from Boom. I alluded to this before written by Mike Carey and uh, illustrated by Elena Casagrande. It's mm-hmm. called Suicide Risk. Okay. And holy crap, was it fantastic. A um, dude named Leo Winter is a police officer, I believe, in in San Diego. And uh, this is a, a, um, a universe where superpowers exist, but most of the people... Uh, who possess them are villains. And he finds himself in a situation where uh besieged by supervillains, his buddy uh gets his arm almost, you know, ripped off and uh he's uh, set to avenge his partner and takes the not makes the ultimate sacrifice. He allows himself to be given superpowers. But they are—they come with a price. Whenever he uses these powers, and I'm not going to say what they are. Experience it for yourself. He runs the risk of eliminating himself. Hence the title: suicide risk. Uh, they tax him amazingly so. Uh, unexpected things happen, kind of like the butterfly effect, where he'll do X, and a, a, an opposite and equal reaction will happen unexpectedly in another area so it's uh, there is a price to be paid for for these superpowers and i 'm um, not entirely convinced that the the superpowers are science based uh, i I believe there is a magic component to this because uh, the reason why most of the su- most of the superpowered people are villains is kind of uh, hinted at in uh, there's a uh, a dual identity goddess in here with uh uh, two heads, two faces, like a kind of Gemini thing, where one face is benevolent, the other face is pissed off, and uh, so that that there's a balance between there, and the villains kind of flip-flop, like there's a couple superheroes that actually turned villain, and that's the reason why, because there's something that's tied to this goddess uh, aspect in here. It's really good. Uh, I was amazed... Uh, just how how smooth, as David would say, it flowed. The the story's compelling. Le- Leo Winter is a really smart character, and I think you should read this book. Mike Carey, the writer of uh, Unwritten, right? One of the, one of the great and uh,
0: kick ass uh, X Men run.
4: Yes, uh, he's a great writer. He really is. He is a a very good prose writer as well too. So uh, check this out. Suicide Risk. It's really good. I think David would love it.
2: You get...
3: Aww.
4: And I think Chris would love it. Chris and would. I don't know about can Jason. You... <laughs> Chris will.
1: Um,
2: there you go. Hi. Can, hey, can you hear me? <laughs> oh,
3: it's <your> <laughs> yes. yes. Hi. hi yes, can we me?
2: can, we yes, can hear you. Yes.
0: The mm-hmm. sentence is short.
2: I will be very quick. There you yeah. go. Terse. You should read The Shadow of Dynamite.
4: The Shadow? Really? You're reading that? Which one? The Wade? Uh... Yeah. Oh, Christopher. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The I understand the stuff. It's real. Oh. Yeah. I, I haven't read that yet. You... Mm. <laughs> it's
2: good. There you
4: go. Um, and,
2: um, uh... Documentary on Netflix. Okay. Star, nothing can hurt me. It's about.
1: Alright, it's a documentary on Netflix.
4: One more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Big Star. Nothing.
3: Oh fuck!
4: Yeah, he's I, it's it's intermittent. Are you but, fucking kidding me? No, uh, we 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 heard we heard or? documentary, but we don't know which one it was. Yeah, check
1: the show notes on the forums <laughs> for the documentary. It's unbelievable, <laughs>
4: and you rebooted. It just shouldn't big be happening. Star. Big, big star, big star. It's a documentary on the Netflix. On Netflix. You should oh, check it out because Chris says it's good. You need to get with and you know that it is because like Chris Black says... Sheep, you can get with this, you can get with that. Oh. Oh. Vortex. Cool. Polar Vortex,
1: got it. Polar Vortex, got it. Big Star. David.
4: Big Bada uh, Boom. Mazzy Star. <laughs> Big, uh, uh, I like Mazzy Star. Mazzy star, <laughs> star is like Xanax.
0: Uh, well, we we, we we mentioned it earlier. Because, um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say uh, in your travels, read some Daredevil. It was, um, it was in my notes before... Jason brought it up and, uh, compared everything else that Marvel's publishing to it. So I'm just going to go ahead and say to check it out. And I've, um, my, my, uh, to, to the two of you who actually cared, the trouble I was having with Motorcycle Samurai does not occur on my old school first gen Kindle Fire. So I'm able to enjoy the comic there. Nice. Ooh, uh,
4: is uh, Apple on a downward spiral? No, it's,
0: dude, I'm, I have an old, Apple I have the first iPad, and yes, if you listen to Jason, then just if you're bad, just don't ever buy anything from Apple ever again. The, <laughs> I, uh, I'm taking
4: um, his advice to a certain extent, yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: you are, yeah, we know, and it's, um, there are a couple of things that I am currently reading that, uh, I have only a few issues in, uh, i rereading to some degree, so I will, um, I will be talking about that in the very near future, but, um. For now, I'm going to say check out Wade and Somni's Daredevil. All
4: right, we we didn't get any emails yet for the whole story books, did we?
0: There was no. the first one, Jason. Well, the uh,
1: the the initial
4: um, right. You had to sign up for that yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, so that, okay. Yeah. but th- nothing has has come no, yet.
1: Mr Estrada has not graced us with his. Oh, yet. I can't wait.
4: That Me neither. that says something.
1: So show, for real. Uh, so, um, this one is for DAP. <gasps> Uh oh well,
3: um,
1: I, I don't think this is going to find its way onto my Oclaskers, but uh, I did read it recently, and uh, I know he's been a big proponent of it from Jump and with good reason uh, by top shelf productions, written and illustrated by Mr. Xander Cannon.
3: Ooh. Uh, the
1: book is heck yes. which was one half of the double barrel, which is where you've heard David gush about it many times over the last year plus uh, this is the I read it in the um, collected hardcover edition. That's, uh, two, I think 288 pages of goodness. Damn. And, uh, (laughs) it's, uh, it's, it's, again, I don't want to go into a long thing here, but it's, it's not what you expect it will be in the first few chapters. It's much, much more than that. It's, it's got a much more, uh, emotional resonance to it than you would think it does when you first start reading it. And, uh, I found it surprising and entertaining and, um, even even Canon's artistic stylings, I think, at first look very simplistic, but you get lost in, in his world uh, easily enough, and I think that's ultimately what any graphic storyteller tries to get you to do. So uh, I really enjoyed it, and that's another thing. Much like uh, I said to Vince earlier uh, with his mention of RoboCop, if it wasn't for David continuously praising Double Barrel, I would have likely ignored this, uh, and I'm sure as hell glad that I didn't. So,
4: oh, We are good for try. something.
1: Mm -hmm. That's right. And I can't wait to watch that documentary that Chris mentioned as soon as I find out what the name was.
4: (laughs) I'm having a good time watching stuff lately. Same here. I bought the Blu-rays for um, Man with the Iron Fist. Yes, I fucking love that movie. Batista, that, that is such a great movie, and he was pretty good in that. Batista was good. Was, dude. Yeah. He didn't have a whole lot of lines, but no. so there you go. I mean, you don't, you don't you don't hire Batista because he can act. You hire him because he's a big wall of meat. Uh, and uh, and you guys see Mach- Machete, the first one? No, first. not yet. Oh, it's freaking great. I haven't seen Machete Kills though. No, me neither. Uh, but I couldn't resist. They were seven. Uh, 750 a Blu ray? Like, yeah. okay. It
0: is, uh, Chris was mentioning Big Star, Colin, Nothing Can Hurt Me, uh, packed with archival footage and interviews. These, this absorbing documentary explores the history of Memphis rock band Big Star, which experienced oh. commercial failure and critical acclaim, garnering a cult following and influencing artists such as R.E.M.
4: The Got Rem. It. The Rem. See now, we have blind spots in in our our musical knowledge. Yes. Our REM is my blind spot. Well, is it really? I love REM they just. I love older REM. Yeah. They the jang, yeah. the jangly guitar stuff, totally lost on me. Huh? Yeah, it just doesn't click with me. Wow. Yeah.
0: I, I love stand. It's corny as hell, but I love it.
4: Yeah. I I had friends that would die for Michael Stipe, but yeah. I just I didn't get it. That, maybe I should revisit that shit one of these days.
1: Yeah, you should.
3: What
4: are you going to do?
1: You need to get with that. I
4: don't know. Is Chris uh, still here with his Christopher? I no, he's, he's gone. gone. I he's just, gone. Oh, I, am, I feel bad for him. That's a pain in the balls when you're all is, breaking uh, up. There,
1: oh, there. no, I, I know exactly how he feels. There's nothing it's more frustrating than that because you want to say stuff and you just know
0: you can. True, it's
4: true. It's like, disheartening. It's, it really is. It's it's,
0: it's it the is. one night you want to talk to your boys. So even if,
1: I mean, yep. even if you just, just want to hear them or, or just chit-chat with him, but yeah, no, it's... I'm nervous it's, about that next week, because I'll be in a hotel room trying to do the 300, and... He should
0: have fucking... He, we should, we
4: should no, talk, you start breaking but, up, I'll reboot.
0: We, uh... <laughs> we, 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 um... We should have told him to fire up the Skype on his iPhone. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I am into the... I'm about a dozen or so episodes into the second season of Lost, and... I will get back to it as soon as I, uh, probably finish this week's stuff, which, uh, includes Justified, which started again last night, which makes me so happy. Dude, did you watch Dalton? No, because it, what? I I'll be well, because, hey, it's, when it came on, like at nine o'clock Sunday night, Renee was pretty much already ready to call it a night, and I, I wasn't expecting it to come back till next week because oh. I thought I thought it comes back next week and then Sherlock on the 19th following the second episode of Downton but obviously Downton started this weekend so we will watch it probably Friday night. It's killing. Right. I'm dying to see it. It's great. Okay, cool.
1: <sighs> I saw you post it in the thread.
0: I, I can't click in it yet, so.
1: But, I mean, yeah. Mary could still eat a sandwich every now and then, but of course, well, the probably in the morning. She is. She wears black the whole time. Oh, Jesus Christ, woman. That makes her look better. Yeah. But, dude, Maggie Smith is just on point.
0: Of course. She's, she's, the
1: be- she's so good in this episode. It's ridiculous.
0: I watched, um, a couple weeks ago, we watched a documentary Psalm, which is about, uh, four dudes who are, uh, studying, trying to become master sommeliers, And, mm-hmm. uh, it is some intense, uh training and mm-hmm. it's um th- there's there's a couple dudes who they um they don't know when to quit you know if if they didn't get it this year they're, they're but at least they're told what they need to um it it's it takes uh there's three different um categories that they need to excel in and um they need to know regions they need to know that you're given three reds and three whites and and you need to be able to tell um the year the 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 variety the it and it's it is not easy and um you know demand props to to people have to for for wanting to to put themselves through that and um and there's only as as many years as it's been going on there's i think very few master sommeliers and um mm-hmm. it was uh it was pretty interesting you know they, they definitely you, you kind of feel for these guys as you see them and and they get they they get um they definitely get on each other's nerves um but it is it it was really entertaining i am I'm, I'm glad we watched it um it was one of those things where at, at the beginning you know renee's like oh i i it, Something like this really may not interest in me, but I, I was watching her uh kind of root for a dude or two and um I I, I saw the trailer for it last summer when it was uh being shopped around and, and uh once Netflix had it, I figured I'd um check it out real quick. So yeah, so like, like one Saturday afternoon and
1: it was it, it was pretty entertaining. It was it was enlightening too. So That's great. Cool. Yeah, as I talked about a little bit on on the Facebooks, uh, I watched Blackfish, the uh, the yes. documentary about about orcas and SeaWorld, World, and uh, it's just very very sad, very very sad. I don't know what to say, but you know, I will say I I I, I have a real issue with modern documentaries. Like I've watched a lot of them, and I feel like they almost all share the same flaw, which is that they're they're just completely one sided, um, and, and and you know they're no longer. I, I used to feel like when we were younger, like documentaries were supposed to be. Maybe I maybe they were always this way and I just didn't ever really pay as much attention. But I always felt like documentaries were supposed to present you know a balanced almost you know a journalistic integrity type of thing, you know, a balanced right. view of stuff. And and I feel like that's gone the way the dodo bird. And I, I I attribute some of that to uh to uh, like Roger and me and going from there. You know, with uh with with uh what's his name uh Roger Michael Moore. no no Mike, Michael Moore. Ma- yeah, yeah Michael Moore. Um and, and I think Blackfish was very well done. But but I, was, I would anytime you see a modern day documentary, I think it's important to make sure that you do some follow up reading and make sure you understand, you know, the, the critiques and the counterpoints and all that. But, but all that said, I did all that with Blackfish and I found it very, very just disturbing. And I I find it hard to conclude that it's anything but bad that they do what they do to those creatures. Um, so yeah, bummer, bummer, bummer story. And, uh, pretty shocking actually to think that, uh, Tilly, who's the uh, the big male worker that's at uh, SeaWorld in Orlando, um, has, has now, in his life, killed three human beings. And uh, he's still being used in shows. That's
4: crazy to me. So,
1: And it comes down to his sperm, dude. It's all about his load.
4: Wow. Yep. I saw The Hobbit. You The first one. Yeah. Not that's
1: the second the one? I
4: loved it.
1: Yeah, you See did. It. Yep. Yeah, dude, the did. second one's awesome, too. Good.
4: Lo- loved it. I was, uh, you know, a little bit leery. How's he going to stretch stretch this thing out for three movies? But damn, if he didn't, uh, I'm in. Yeah. Well, like
1: Stop. I said, the the second one ends very abruptly, mm-hmm. and it pissed my kids off. Oh shit! So you know, the second one does suffer a bit from that needing to extend it into three. But uh, but that said, I mean, up until the last five minutes of the movie, they were loving it. So it's uh, how do you
4: follow the Eagles? Kind of hard. <laughs>
1: Well, all I can say, dude, and I'm not giving anything away if you've read The Hobbit, but Smog is a fucking badass, dude. Oh, sure. And they portray him, like, in this movie. He is massive and impressive and imposing, and it's it's great. It's a great... I mean, they just do a phenomenal job. I
4: remembered what you were saying about Game of Thrones. Like, the dragons are... um power shifters and there's not many of them and i, I with that part where, where gandalf's talking to um uh elron and, and uh he's just like you know appearance of a dragon can sway the shit out of things but yeah. all, all it takes is just one and and mm-hmm. we are in chaos and it's like yeah and and uh, jackson illustrated that beautifully when uh uh, with the the dragon attack, and it's just like devastating. Just holy crap! How do you, how do you combat this thing? You know, Gandalf's yeah, not yeah, just going to come and, and shine some light and, and scare the you know the the goblins away. This is a friggin' dragon. Yeah, I just thought it was great.
1: Well, and I also will say too that relative to extending it into three movies, um, you know, Legolas uh, is is prominent in the second movie, and he should be. No, and 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 he's got a, a partner in crime who is actually none, none other than Lost Evangeline Lily. Yes, yes. Yeah. A uh, four movie created character named Tariel. and I thought they were both fucking phenomenal. There's uh, those that remember the book remember the scene of the barrels.
4: Wait, you know? Kate in the movie?
1: She's yeah. In the movie. she's awesome <gasps> nice. in it. too. Nice. Um, but you remember the uh, the book the, in the book the the barrels, the escaping of, in the barrels. Yeah. You know? well that's a a prominent scene in the second movie and uh they've changed it quite a bit for the movie but that scene i i hyperbole aside may be the the single best cinematic fight scene i've ever seen It, it, it was it was probably 15 minutes long and just visually stunning and exciting and uh and and you know the main reason for that, frankly, is Lego La Centauri, and uh, I, I just I thought it was phenomenal. So Peter Jackson can make himself some films, man.
4: Yes. Yeah, kind of hard to imagine this guy that made Bad Taste is kicking yeah. kicking out these oh, these great movies. Yeah. I mean, Bad Taste is great, but it's come on, it 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 appeals to a very very small audience. Look,
1: I mean, Sam Raimi made that piece of shit Evil Dead, and then he went on to make all this awesome stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey everybody, um, <laughs> dude, you, you wound me. I, uh, I'm I'm glad you were here with us. Please be here with us again next week. Uh, we'll be waiting for you because we love you so much. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. say good night, David.
1: Good night, good night, David. David.
4: <laughs> Got our own birds <laughs> and Allen thing going on here. That's it, baby. That's the best.
1: We love you, Chris.
4: Yeah, sorry about that, buddy.
1: Yeah, we do it about you.
4: Dude, you right I um, time. I almost lost my shit when you said that thing about the shocker in the head. I almost lost my shit. I wish Jason read it because Jason you you'd be dying. That was, that was one of David's proudest moments right there. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, and and Jason, later on in the well, I think it's in the what? 5th issue, David? Um they uh Beetle uh, her father shows up, and no, and that's
0: it. That's in the sixth. That's at the end of the sixth, sixth issue, issue. The Seventh issue is all about Beetle.
4: Right? You'll 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 plot when you see who her father is.
0: Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah,
4: it's great. One one of my favorite Spider-Man characters oh, o- yeah. of all time. Wow. wow, love him. Always did. That's cool. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, I love the origin story. It was the, the seventh issue. Was a great in issue. Mysterio? <laughs> yeah, no,
4: no. Somebody that marginally <laughs> effective. In terms yes. of in terms of Spider Man, yeah. Yeah. You love Mysterio. Uh, I like Mysterio. I love yeah. this character. Uh, well here, if, if you remember when I was talking about meeting Sal Buscema Yeah. Uh, I, I had I had him draw this character for That me.
1: sets it up. Alright. Yeah. There you go. Alright
4: then. Hey, love you bye.
1: We'll see y'all for episode 300
4: Oh boy, bring the bubbly